Fan. Good morning, I'm Mark Deshark. The NFL's 2021 schedule was released last night, and in this first-ever 17-game season, the Browns will have nine home games and eight on the road. They have three primetime games, a Thursday nighter against Denver in October, a Sunday night game at Baltimore in November, and a Monday night game at Pittsburgh in January. Cleveland also visits Green Bay on Christmas Day. The Bengals also have nine home games, including one against Jacksonville on a Thursday night in September. The Browns and Bengals conclude the regular season with a game in Cleveland on January 9th. In baseball, the Reds scored four in the 10th to win at Pittsburgh 5-1. The Indians got a walk-off RBI single from Ahmed Rosario in the bottom of the 10th to top the Cubs 2-1. The Clippers gave up two runs in the 9th and lost to Omaha 5-4. In soccer, the crew suffered its first loss of the season in the MLS, falling to Toronto 2-0. This Sports Center is sponsored by Tansky Sawmill Toyota. Visit TanskySawmillToyota.com for this month's specials. And when you think Toyota, think Tansky. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Thursday, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the general Bobby Carpenter, and of course our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark. General, great to talk to you here on a Thursday, bud. What's happening? Uh, not too much, search. Excited for it to be a wonderful Thursday. Shark's favorite time here. Two days left till the weekend, so you get some sleeping time coming up here soon, Shark. It's exciting. The sun was shining yesterday. A lot of good things going on. Just some uh, happiness happiness all around, man. Yeah, absolutely. Was actually uh, driving in a little late this morning, General. Uh, you know, it was a little bit of a bumpy start to the morning, but that's all right. We're here. We're all in one piece, and it's good. Had to fill up on gas. Was uh, was surprised. Got to the gas station. Nobody was there. No bags of gas uh, as well. I didn't see anybody doing that. Didn't that's see anybody. I know. Didn't see anybody filling up 500-gallon containers of gasoline. So I think we're going to be just fine. And uh, saw a beautiful little sunset here uh, that we had. Have this morning so you're right man it was a uh, beautiful yesterday gonna be another nice day today here in central ohio but yeah man wednesday not a whole lot happening for the kid what about you general okay can i interest you in a, a grocery sack of glass of gas beam I mean, sure that's, why not when i saw pictures of that i'm like that <laughs> there's a number of things that are wrong with that number one being the safety issue that you're gonna have happen there is it just slowly will probably leak through everything and just become a mess but um, yeah, I had a good little Thursday, man. Had some good meetings. Uh, a friend of mine had gotten uh, married uh, a couple weeks ago in Vegas, so had a little um, had a little deal for him, like a little post wedding celebration, if you will. So I had that last night. Went to uh, you know check out some different things as well. Some little political functions yesterday. Ooh. Just checking out some of the well, just checking out some of the candidates here for. The, for the congressional seat that I live in that Steve mm-hmm. Stivers is vacating. So see what's coming up here as we have the uh, – so everyone's starting to campaign already for the November election. So that's uh, that's pretty solid. Try to always stay informed, Bean. That's you know, kind of one of my goals in life. So, uh, yeah, I just uh, got to do that, and it was wonderful outside. Um, so, got, yeah, I got to enjoy that as well. So it was, it was good, man. For a day that I had to move around a lot, like – had a little coat with me, didn't really wear it too much, took mm-hmm. it off, and felt pretty good about everything. Yeah, it was pretty nice. I love that you're doing your civic duty, Bob, and staying up to date, right, on local elections. Those are the ones that matter, absolutely. So big news yesterday, bud. Uh, did you see uh, the big news coming down from the governor, Mike DeWine? Apparently, yes. uh, beginning of June, we're going to lift all health mandates. So we got that going for us. A little bit, uh, little bit of normalcy going to return to our life. And the best part about it, 
is there is a million dollars up for grabs for five residents of the great state of Ohio. I was watching that press conference last night, yesterday, Bob, and when he said that, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, all right, sweet. I mean, you know, uh, what, what did he say? He said, uh, if you have at least one vaccine and you're registered, you know, through the state of Ohio that you have it, you're going to be eligible for that. So I guess one last push, Bob, with money attached to try and get people to get their vaccine. Of course, I want to win that thing, man. I mean, that would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be absolutely fantastic. Uh, as you look at that being, that'd be really, really great. You know, it's funny, the different things they've done in different states. You know, I've looked around and, you know, at one of the events that we were talking about this and saw a new gentleman who has a daughter who's graduating Ohio State. And yeah. like, you know, what kind of stunk is, you know, they were planning on doing the J&J shots to all the college students before they got out. I mean, you look across the state of Ohio, that's a heck of a lot of college students. No doubt. But they would be able to take care of one shot. And they're all done. And, and those are the people who are probably the least likely to get it. I mean, let's be honest, Beam. Go back and look at yourself when you're 22, 23, 21 years old. Like, hey, you know, like, I, I'm supposed to be pretty good with this. Yeah, let's just, we'll roll with it. I'm not too worried about everything. And, and because of that, most of them probably didn't care a whole lot. So they're trying to incent, they're going to do it all for them. And in some states, well, that's what the, what the general I was talking to you is, yeah, why don't they just do a shot for a shot? You know, like. Come on in. We'll hit you up with a shot. We'll give you a little shot of whatever you want. Yeah, free shots at the outer end, Bob. Take your pick. Jameson, Jim Beam, Weller, you know. Well, probably not Weller over at the outer end. Whatever the well drink is going to be. Whatever the well drink is going to be. You mean well, not Weller. I think what you were, you got a little confused there, Beam. And I think it was in the state of New Hampshire. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I might might be wrong with that, but it's a, it's a place. One of the states over on the East Coast is once you got vaccinated, they literally gave you. Oh, it was New like, Jersey. It was New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this. They, yeah. I was like, they give you like a voucher for one of the local breweries. There was like Amazing. fourteen. I'm like, yeah, why not? Go in, get yourself a drink, a little have a, have a shot, get some libations, and you know, call it a day. So there was a lot of good things there uh, with that. So. You know, in, in, in Ohio, we'll just register all for a million dollars. You know, a couple of people, as you said, it was five. I didn't even hear that. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, five residents of the state of Ohio, if you have at least your first dose of your vaccine, uh, are going to be entered into a pool to win a million dollars. So that I like is, that, I do dude. too. Who doesn't like that? I'm you know, free money, Bob. Well, I like to pay the lottery. I just don't like to buy tickets. So You didn't even have to. This is a free ticket into uh, Willy Wonka's golden golden ticket auction. So when I was younger, Beam, I used to always fill out the uh, Publishers Clearinghouse stuff. Oh, of course. My mom would just laugh at me, and I'm like, listen, you can't win if you don't play. That's what it would say, actually, on the thing. So I'm like, you can't win if you don't play, Mom. Like, what's this going to take me, 15, 20 minutes? I was like 10, 11, 12. I'd put my parents' name name down, obviously, (laughs) because I couldn't win. I was under 18. Um, But you know what? I'm like, if we ever win, I hope you guys would take care of me and be honest about this and make sure that the money was directed – uh, to the right people. So uh, that right people being me, Beam. So uh, I would always do all that, and they'd laugh at me. So this is a little bit like the Publishers Clearinghouse. You went and got your shot, but you didn't even know that you were registering to get something good. Exactly. So you know That's exciting. A little pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, General. It's going to be uh, pretty good. So that was some exciting news yesterday. Reds and Indians both win. Indians in walk-off fashion. Uh, Reds clobber the Pittsburgh Pirates. Crew go down two to nothing in the Trillium Cup uh, to Toronto. Of course, Michael Bradley and Josie Altidore. What is the Trillium Cup? So it's now it's just it's a rivalry game, Bob, between Toronto and Columbus. Uh, So what? I guess it's the. I don't know. The flower of Toronto is called the Trillium, or is the Trillium flower? I don't know. It's so we're it's, trying to 
trying to deflower Toronto is what you're telling me. I guess something like that. So anyways, the crew go down two to nothing. Not the best start in MLS for Columbus crew. Also issued a statement. We'll get into that uh, a little Beam, bit later. I don't know who you're talking about, by the way, you mean Columbus SC. Yeah, correct. Columbus SC uh, issued did they a statement. Lose or did they win? Well, it was, the, it was actually the first loss in Columbus SC history. You're right. Okay. So I guess the crew did not lose that game last night, but Columbus SC uh, did officially lose that game to Toronto two nil uh, down in Orlando because we know that Canada shut down right now. So Reds Indians, both uh, winners last night. And then unfortunately Columbus SC, AKA your Columbus crew go down two to nothing. Uh, other stuff happening. NFL schedule release. Of course, we will get into that Bengals Browns. What does that look like? Knew the first week matchups and we found out other things uh, for the schedule. We'll get into that of course, as we roll on. But right now it is uh, Thursday, May 13th time for today in history. Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. All right, General, what's on tap today? Oh, goodness, Beam, I searched far and wide. Not a very uh, not a very eventful day. Not too girthy? And, and you, Not a lot of girth as far as mm-hmm. these events going for U.S. history. So, not that it was a bad day, just... You know, there's a lot of things internationally that were going on. Some things, you know, there's always a lot of war stuff. Beam, I try to keep this stuff on the positive, you know, to give us some some good vibes here. Um, but the biggest the biggest thing I could probably scratch you out here was 1940. Germany's invading France, so that's, that's I mean, no we got good. That not good at all. You know, it's really kind of surging in there. Winston Churchill's trying to urge the British Parliament to get going. He delivers his famous blood uh, blood sweat and tears speech to the House of Commons to try to engage them into, uh, into helping France uh, defend themselves against Germany, being able to foresee what was eventually going to happen, where mm-hmm. it was like, ah, no, they'll be good. They'll just stop there. Yeah, people usually that are like that beam, they don't usually just stop at one. So they're going to continue to try We've to We've got France. We're yeah. good. We're Said good. nobody. Said nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they just marched in there. The French dropped their rifles looking for the British to help them out. And uh, Winston Churchill, the great leader he, as he was, the blood, sweat, and tears speech into the House of Commons. You might have to try to get some a little bit of that. Sure. At some point in time, maybe play it. Uh, 1914, uh, one of the great uh, boxers and really one of the unofficial stars of uh, coming to America, Joe Lewis was born, uh, boxing champ, one of the fine, fine, fine boxers in all of history. Uh, Sharks guy, born this date, 1931. Shark, you like to drink the Kool-Aid? Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Oh, Mr. Jimmy. Mr. Jimmy Jones. <laughs> Mr. Jim Jones. You know what? The comments are coming for us, Shark. Let's get ready to go and chug some of that Kool-Aid down. So another fine leader, just maybe in a different way. Sure. I always said, hey, leadership, we, I did this. I did Urban's leadership class, and people always want to talk about good leaders versus bad leaders. I'm like, well, a good leader is someone who can get people to follow them. Now, that doesn't mean that they have like altruistic intentions or, or good, good beliefs, but if they can convince you of something you know is inherently untrue, Beam, I would say that person's very persuasive, and you could define them as a good leader, maybe not a good person. Well, yeah, like, like we said, I mean, they don't have to be famous, Bob. They can also be infamous, infamous in, in, you exactly. know, in their leadership. So, you know, following the inhibitions and getting people to follow you, you're right. I mean, good leader, I guess, uh, yeah. but it doesn't mean that you have to have good inhibitions, like you said. Here, drink this Kool-Aid while mm-hmm. teleport up into the sky. Mm, sounds delicious. Sounds fantastic. Does, Let's do it. What flavor is that? Mm. Um, yeah, blue. Whatever, blue is blue, the flavor. Blue. That's I tell my kids. <laughs> the color cannot be a flavor unless it's orange. Orange is the only one that supersedes because it's actually a fruit as well. Uh, a couple of birthdays here. Turning 71 years old today. 
former major leaguer, major league manager, uh, Mr. Robert Valentine, manager of the Mets, probably what people most notably know him for, uh, turning 71, and then one of my wife's all-time favorite singers, and then also BMR guy, uh, Mr. Hawk, his wife loves him as well, I've seen him in concert, uh, Mr. Stevie Wonder turning 71 years old Great. today, so absolutely fantastic, very superstitious, if you will. Um, former Ohio Governor John Kasich turning 69, uh, let her cry himself, frontman for Hootie and the Blowfish, and then onto a solo country career, Mr. Darius Rucker, who performed on the Buckeye Cruise a few years back, was absolutely tremendous beam. As good a dude as he is a singer and just loves him some college football. So I was going to say, man, he seems like an unbelievable human being. Darius Rucker does. Oh, one of the greatest compliments I, I've got in my life, and I was half in the bag. The worst <laughs> thing is, so a uh, brief story as I digress from sure. this. You know, he plays, at, uh, he plays over, obviously, at the cruise, and afterwards, uh, like, hey, you know, he wants to hang out with some of the players. You go down to his... He's got like the big room. Being with the piano. He's got the piano in there. Wow. It's the, I, we the call piano it the, suite. the Titanic room. I'm like, yeah, no one of these rooms ever, I see anything like this, but his was pretty nice. You could hang out in there. You know, it's a big suite. And I had overserved myself and I was trying to beg, listen, man, I can play the piano. And dude, being my hands could not catch up with my brain. It was, <laughs> I, I was like, I could walk and talk fine. But I could not play the piano very well. The motor and function I, wasn't quite up to par. It wasn't. And I felt like I was trying to play good. It was kind of Wolf of Wall Street-esque. Like, <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, this isn't sounding right. And my hands aren't moving the way that they're supposed to. I could not get my fingers to go. And I'm like, I'm just making a fool of myself. Like, I, he probably thinks I I'm, I'm just took lessons last week. I was like, I played piano for six years growing up. I hate every day of it. This is why my mom said, one day this will benefit you. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to, like... I was right there, and I couldn't get it done because yeah. I, I put myself in a bad state of mind. You but were right on the precipice of greatness, Bob. I was. So later, Darius leaves, and I'm walking back to my room that night, and he walks by. I was like, hey, great job tonight, man. Really appreciate it. He looked over. He's like, hey, good, good talking to you. He's like, love to come back. He's like, you do a good job on TV, too. And I'm like, that's right. Put my key in, just walked in. I'm like, good. Well, I was, that's all I needed. <laughs> Didn't mention the piano. We can push that to the side. But you know what? You appreciate it. I'm like, that's good, man. Darius Rucker gave me a compliment. I can go die a happy man Did now, a great so. job on the TV, General. Exactly. Not so not much th- on the piano. We're not yeah. even going to mention that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, rapper Pusha T. Oh, the, my guy. I love him. Pusha with an A. Mm-hmm. Pusha T turning 44 years old. Um, former national champion basketball player. Uh, played for the Kings for a long time, and now pretty jacked. I saw him in an airport. I don't, I don't know if he coaches like a high school team. He may be into college now. But Mike Bibby, Beam, search him up. He's like super juiced. Like been working out with Schleg style juiced. Uh, huge for a former point guard. And then uh, Barry Zito, both turning fifty four years old today. So or not fifty four, forty three. Sorry about that. Forty three years old today. And on this date, twenty nineteen, uh, the late great Miss Doris Day passed away. So a happy trails. To her, some holidays and observances uh, day beam. We've got National Apple Pie Day. So who doesn't love Mm. that? Um, National Leprechaun Day. And so if you want to go see a leprechaun, uh, looks like a leprechaun that gotten on the wrong stuff. Go search that. St- go search that video up on YouTube. Who all seen the leprechaun say yeah? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody has seen that. It's of absolutely course. tremendous. It's ten years old. It is Ascension Day. It is World Cocktail Day. Mm. Beam. It's Cough Drop Day, which I pop cough drops like they're breath mints. So I absolutely, absolutely love them. Keeps the throat moist. Allows you to continue to talk, especially during football season when I'm doing. Oh like, yeah. 
five, 15 shows a day and, like, TV, radio, yelling, games at night. I mean, drinking all weekend. Like, lots of good stuff <laughs> there. So, Cough Drops help take care of all of that. And, as you heard on the radio beam, it's Armed, Surf- Armed Forces Week. Yep. So, go thank someone who served. And if they're, fam- they're gone, thank their family member for uh, giving of them during this time. So, that is this date. May 13th, 133rd day of the 2021st year. All right, very well done on that, General. Thursday, last night, we had the NFL schedule release. What does the Brownies schedule look like for this upcoming year? Get into that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. This report is sponsored by the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center. Things are pretty quiet on the main roads and freeways. We don't have any accidents as of yet, but use some caution. Things may be a little slow on I-670 eastbound at Cleveland Avenue, where there's been reports of a person on an electric scooter on the freeway. The experts at the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center Heart and Vascular Center are leading the way in heart valve replacements by pioneering new and minimally invasive treatments. Trust your heart to Ohio State, Columbus's only heart hospital, ranked best by U.S. News and World Reports. I'm Heather Pascoe for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Get up, then get fired up. This is good. Get your hip flexors going, inner thigh, everything. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Thursday edition of the program. We here on Morning Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, 623 in the morning. And that sounds absolutely fantastic. NFL schedule release day yesterday, General. We get to find out who is playing who and on what dates, potential vacations, potential trips to go see your favorite teams in different cities. Again, not one of my favorite days of the NFL calendar, but it got my juices flowing to see what the Brownies would do, what the Bengals were doing, and of course, uh, you know, all these different games primetime matchups that we were going to get. We knew yesterday that the Browns open in Kansas City. 425 kickoff. That one's going to be CBS game of the week. Would imagine that Romo and Nance and the gang are going to be at Arrowhead for that one. Didn't know who the Brownies were going to face. Their first four-pack of games, General. Again, Sunday, September 12th at Kansas City, 425 kickoff. You get two home games back-to-back. Week number two, week number three. Sunday, September 19th against the Houston Texans. That's a 1 o'clock game. And then Sunday, September 26th against the Chicago Bears. Following that week, you are up in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Other than the Chiefs game, Bob, you really look at this first four-pack of games. And, I mean, obviously the Browns are good enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. There is a strong possibility that the Browns could storm out of the gate at at least 3-1, and 4-0. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be tough, obviously, the opening game. Yeah. Taking on Kansas City, but... You know, this is a Browns team that's pretty darn good. And the, that's the reason why they're on as many primetime games. Heck, they're playing on uh, Christmas Day against the Packers, which Bo Bishop ominously somehow predicted yesterday. And James said that he had seen the schedule before. Bo denied it, but somehow he nailed it. Um, Uncle Bo, at, the wizard. Absolutely. But look at outside of Kansas City, Houston. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson's not playing. No. Very, that's, that's, that's a should be a, a win. It's at home. Chicago. Love Justin Fields. They're much further along in their development in Cleveland than Chicago is no at this point in time, even though they've been there for a couple of years. Minnesota, you know, they're transitioning a little bit. We'll see if they're more like the team they were, you know, three and four years ago or the team we saw last year. You know, Los Angeles, the, the uh, Chargers have a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Arizona has a young quarterback. Like, this schedule's 
like tough, but you, as you begin to looking, look at it, I'm scrolling through here and I don't really see any team outside of Kansas City that I would say has a better roster or a roster that's as good as Cleveland. And so you have to feel good about that situation. Yeah, you certainly do. And I think that's what was so key to this offseason with Andrew Barry and company up there in Berea. I mean, they have nailed everything, you know, so far. And then so you get JOK in the draft, second round. Obviously, in the first one, you get Newsome. You're feeling pretty good about that situation. It was banged up secondary last year. If you can write that shit, Bob, then you're feeling pretty good. And so it's just, you know... It's really monumental because we play this game all the time, right? I mean, when the schedule is released, we go through win, 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 loss, win. You know, we do that from time to time, and that's fine. But you just look at this roster now compared to where it was two years ago, three years ago, when you would look at this schedule at first glance and say to yourself, boy, okay, uh, well, the Browns are, are going to have a hard time winning six games this year. And now, Bob, it has flipped so much with the job that Andrew Barry has done and the draft picks that they have assembled and the free agents that they have targeted and the guys that they have developed on their team, where now you feel like, honestly, the the only team that you are, I guess you use the word scared of or scared to go in, into that game, and I think that's a little strongly worded, the only one that you feel unsettled about is that opening week at Kansas City. I mean, you know you have to play in the AFC North, so you've got Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cincinnati two times, one home, one away. Your interdivisional games or your other divisional games that you are playing outside of your division is the NFC North. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay situation. We don't know what's happening there. Like you said, they play them on Christmas Day at Lambeau. Could Aaron Rodgers be playing for the Packers? Yeah, absolutely. Could he not be? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, think about that. You get the Bears, you get the Vikings, you get the Lions. Feeling great about about that situation and so you just continue to pour over this roster and I was reading something from NFL.com earlier you know it goes through like a hundred simulations of the season or a thousand simulations of the season uh, and it had the Browns with an over under of ten and a half wins Bob and I think that's that's pretty par for the course we know it's not easy to get a win in the NFL certainly at any point in time but you look again at the way that this roster is constructed you feel pretty good about heading into almost every game yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's not a team out there outside of Kansas City that you look at and say, wow, this is this is going to be tough. We're going to have to play really, really well to be able to win this game. And you know why? Because they're playing in Super Bowls, and frankly, you had a chance to beat them last year in the divisional round. So this Brown schedule I love. Just looking at a couple of different games, I think that could be big inflection points mm-hmm. um, for the season. Browns have a really late bye, a week 13 bye, yeah. which I think is even later now. It's technically December what would that be? December 5th? 5th, weekend? yeah, correct. 5th weekend? Um, because of the 17 games now that they're pushing it back another week. Um, and so that Baltimore game at Baltimore going into that, I think that could be big because you're going to play them the first week, then coming out. Being, yeah, double put, banger against the Ravens back to back. I mean, they're playing them back to back. They have a bye in between. But I think getting a win on the road, heading into the bye, would feel really good knowing you, that you have them at home coming out for your last five games, for what, like, Parcells used to always call that the big push, and not yeah. for, because that was uh, always coming out of Thanksgiving for us. We'd have five games left after Thanksgiving. You play two in you know, four or five days, and then it's like, all right, throttle down, big push. So coming out of their bye, they've got the big push, Baltimore, Vegas, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. But I think that Baltimore game on uh, Sunday, November 28th in Baltimore, big-time, big-time game right there. Um, outside of that, I would say you're going to get a chance to see what the Steelers are 
Is it a revenge game for Pittsburgh on Halloween at home? You're going to get them at home at first this year before you have to travel there real late in the year on January 3rd. Which is amazing, by the way. I mean, I, it's going to take so long for me to get used to 18 weeks of an NFL schedule. Like They're just playing January 9th. I know, it's like, so late. Gosh, that's crazy town to think that it would be that late. But, I mean, that's where they are, they're at with these 17-game schedules. And so, you know, I think that, that Pittsburgh games is sitting there probably about, what, week eight? So you have seven games in the bag. I think they should be, you know, worse four and three, maybe five and two. And you'll have a good idea of what Pittsburgh is at that point. Yeah, you certainly it, will. Go how ahead. good Ben is. I mean, does he have much left? Are they kind of struggling through? So, you know, it could be a, a great opportunity to see some control of the vision, division. It could be a great opportunity to kind of put Pittsburgh down if they're struggling right there close to the halfway mark of the season. Brownie's got three primetime games here, Bob. Week number seven, home against the Denver Broncos. That's an 820 kickoff. That's Thursday night football against the Broncos. That's your first primetime game of the year. Again, Kansas City, uh, I would imagine, national game of the week uh, on CBS, first week of the year. At Baltimore, like you said, week before the bye week, Sunday, November 28th, week number 12 against Baltimore. Sunday night football for that one. And then week 17 at Pittsburgh that general is a Monday night football game so the Brownies three primetime games for them was also looking the Vegas game week number 15th Sunday December 19th that one is yet to be decided uh, depending on what Vegas is doing this year depending on what the Brownies are doing that point of the season that could ultimately be a primetime game as well I think you consider uh you consider Christmas Day it's a Saturday game against Green Bay at 4 30 on Fox so, I mean, that's, that's a nationally televised game. You are the only game in that window. And so while it may not be, quote, prime time, prime time, it's Christmas Day. You're the only game on in that window. And what's interesting, I wonder, that would be really, because they get to flex Sunday night games. They're late in the year. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to flex, obviously, Christmas Day. It's Saturday. They're playing Pittsburgh on Monday night. They don't usually, I don't think Cincinnati would have enough to be able to flex that thing at the end of the season. I'm curious because they play Baltimore, you said, being the 28th. And what game that I was talking about going into the bye week. That's a Sunday night. I wonder if they would flex that Baltimore game back-to-back. You have a week in between, week 12 and week 14. The Browns, the rematch. If it's a good game, of course, you could see that happen. If both of those teams at that point in time are you know, have two or three lost teams, you play them, it's a good game. They've got a bye. Hey. You know what? If I'm MV- NBC and that thing rated well, fire it back up. Yeah, fire Let's the scr- cannon. Scramble the jets. Let's do it one more time and replay. Except that's stuff that people love. So I'm just trying to look for storylines to see if the Browns could be able to get that elusive fifth and uh, maximum primetime game. Well, remember, Monday Night Football can flex games, too, this year. That was another oh, wrinkle that right. was thrown into the offseason. So they no could potentially, right, they could potentially, if that's a great game on NBC the week before, ratings are through the roof for that one. ESPN might get their uh, get their paws on that one and flex that. So great potential for the Brownies this year. Again, really the only game that you kind of feel unsettled about is Kansas City. Kansas City yesterday opened as five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Browns. So if you really want to get a long shot on this, Bob, to see how these uh, teams are going to operate, Kansas City minus five and a half going into week one of the season if you're into that uh, sort of thing. All right, we'll find out who was dealing this past week with our man Rick Reichert coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. This report is sponsored by Fresh Time Markets. It is accident-free this time around, and I'm not seeing any delays or backups. So far, drive times are right where they should be. 
Get ready for spring at your local Fresh Time Market grocery store. Boneless, skinless chicken breasts are just $1.79 a pound through May 18th. Fresh Time, real healthy foods, real affordable prices. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. There's no better way to start your morning. Well, there's one way, but Beamer isn't legally allowed to do that anymore. You're listening to Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Here on this Thursday edition of the program, what do we do every single Thursday? We talk to our man, Rick Reichert, and we find out who's dealing. Morning Juice presents They're Dealing. Sponsored by Reichert. Yeah. Rick, good morning, bud. What's happening? Hey, great morning to you, fellas. Everything's happening. A beautiful day. I, I was going to say, I mean, what is the, uh, I hear some ambient sound. I mean, in the background here, are you somewhere on a beach that's, or somewhere? Like, it doesn't sound like a car lot that you're at. You know, it, I'm not quite on the beach. I'm looking at the beach. I'm on a balcony. And what you hear is the sweet sound of waves slapping on the sand. I mean, that that's is. A, and that's what we're looking for. Of course that's you are. I mean, give us a, so yeah. we know that radio is the theater of the mind, right? I mean, paint us a picture. I mean, what's, uh, what are you looking at? What body of water? Where are you at in the world? I mean, what's happening? All right, all right, so listen, I, honestly, I don't know all those answers because <laughs> last night our flight, right, the flight was delayed. We landed at like 1030, budget rental car line out the door, just mm. an hour long drive down here. It was about midnight by the time I got the kids in bed and everything. So it was dark when we rolled in. I just the alarm went off. I just rolled out on the balcony here. I'm staring at a nice view. You got the white sand beach stretched down the ocean. I think I'm looking west because the sun's coming up the other way. Uh, but nothing to complain about. It's already about over 70 degrees, and it feels good. So this is going to be a good day to get my white hide red. Yeah, of course so. it is, man. Just a, a little update. It's 37 degrees here, so if it's already 70 there, I mean, it's. Uh, I think you're going to have a good day. Buddy, a lot happening in the past week. Who's dealing for you? Man, I, I, I joked with you last week that, man, there's just not enough drama, and it was a joke. Like, the sports world had so much going on, and but we were kind of in our own bubble. Columbus was protected. This past week, the gloves came off. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, like, what's going on with the crew? First off, you know, they're dealing. How about the crew fans coming to that? Yep. You know, tell them that, hey, listen, we don't like what's going on here. The Blue Jackets, how much drama's going on there? Man, I miss Torts already. Gosh, I mean, I, I could easily give it to him. But the reason I'm down here in Florida today is because the originator, this one's big for me. I'm going to try not to cry here. The originator of We're Dealing, the man himself, my father, turned 70 years old yesterday. Ooh. So we are down here celebrating his 70th birthday. We're dealing the originator, the OG, Fred Reichert, the one that started it all, 70 years old. So my we're dealing player of the week is my own father, the we're dealing man himself, Fred Reichert. Happy birthday, Dad. That's it, man. That is awesome, Rick. Uh, thank you for that. And I, listen, man, growing up in Central Ohio, watching your dad through all those years, man, absolutely fantastic. It's uh it's been a joy to get to know you and your family, and that's that is a great way to go, man. Seventy years old, it's good that he's uh, chilling, relaxing a little bit. He deserves that after so many years of hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, my word, dealing. I'm going to go. They're dealing player of the week is I'm going to go with John Tortorella, man, yeah. a guy who you know he's he's yeah. going to I think 62, 63 before the start of next season, and you look at everything he's done for the city of Columbus and. Um, you're getting a chance to get to know him with Rothman on Hockey and Hounds for a number of years before moving here, you know, with, with Brandon earlier this year, and, and Schlegs at one point in time. But it, he's such a he's such a great man. 
He embodied everything that you wanted to embody about the city. It didn't end well, and that's usually the way that it works in pro sports. But that, don't let that detract from what he did, the expectations he set, and how he elevated not only the franchise but the city and the NHL. And he wasn't going to let people look at Columbus anymore as you know the, the old expansion team that nobody really – take seriously and that everybody thinks isn't always an easy W. And you know what? You may get a, you may get two points when you come here, but you're going to have to work for both of them. We're not going to hand anything away. He was about toughness. He was about respect. And he was about the community and his investment in the city of Columbus and all of Central Ohio is, is bar none. I've never seen a coach really embrace it the way that he has. And it's absolutely fantastic. He will be sorely missed. I enjoyed watching him. And, you know, people who wanted to beat up on him, I'm like, listen, man, played for Bill Belichick. I played for Bill Parcells, Jim Trestle. I've been around Urban a lot, Mark D'Antonio, a lot of Hall of Fame coaches, guys who have been highly successful. I put him in class with any of those guys, with any of them, watching him coach, watching how he interacts with his players, how much those guys fight for him. Is it always pretty? Absolutely not. Are there disagreements? Sure. But the guy held everybody accountable, and he wanted to win as bad as anyone, and he wanted to do it the right way for this city. So John Tortorella is my they're dealing player of the week. Yeah, absolutely love that, man. For everything he did on the ice with the Columbus Blue Jackets, he equally did uh, you know, the same, if not more, off the ice and really turned this city into something special. And I love John Tortorella, and he will be sorely missed, like you guys have mentioned uh, over here. My they're dealing player of the week, boys, uh, is actually going, Rick, to your guy. Listen to this. JT Barrett is going to get to try out for yes. the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. How about that? He gets to throw this weekend in minicamp, we know at Ohio State, he threw for over 9,000 yards, 104 touchdowns in four years as the starter here at Ohio State. Unbelievable, man. Still holding on to that dream. JT Barrett, for me, he's my there deal and player of the week. And, of course, John Tortorella and your dad, Rick, 70 years old. That's amazing. Yep. Now, listen, we got, we, got a, we got a future there deal and player of the week that, that I, may, I might be forecasting here. But tell Governor DeWine's office. That yes. of us have to pick up his million bucks that we may just make him a word deal and player of the week. So if they want to go ahead and manipulate some of that um, lottery, we're all for it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. I mean, let's do it. Okay. Me, you, Shark, Carp. I mean, you know, we'll just all get a million dollars and it'll be good to go. Uh, buddy, I would ask you if you got anything going on this weekend, but I know it's uh, you're going to be resting and relaxing, uh, having a great time I'm with your pops there. down I'm in Florida. There. Listen, I'm not there, but the promo train doesn't stop. <laughs> we got a car show Saturday morning, the Rabbit Rise and Shine from 9 to noon, down across the street from the Mega Mall. If you go to the Rise and Shine, there's a really cool thing happening. You can't make it, you can't stay around for the event, but at noon, uh, we're hosting the Ferrari Club of Ooh. America. There might be really cool Ferraris down there around Groveport around noon, I'm just saying. Might give you a reason to come down to the Groveport Obets, Canal Winchester area on uh, Saturday morning. That's fantastic. Um, I mean, uh, you know, know, I know that you're down in Florida. Can you uh, airmail me some keys to the FFS, Rick? Yes. (laughs) I do need someone to take it over there Saturday morning. You might just be my guy. Absolutely, buddy. Uh, we appreciate. Yeah, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the sunshine today. Enjoy celebrating your pop's birthday, and we'll chat again next week. Okay. You got it, fellas. Have a great weekend. Absolutely. You too. There he goes. Our man, Rick Reichert, joining us from the white sandy beaches from down in Florida, having a great time. His pops turned 70 years old yesterday, General. Absolutely amazing. Congratulations to him. And I'm glad that his family's getting to celebrate it with a little bit of normalcy. Yeah, I can't believe that. Being like growing up here and seeing his dad all those years, um, you know, Fred and then, you know, Rick ultimately taking over, running a lot of the marketing, just 
awesome, awesome, awesome family. It's been a privilege to get to know them. Absolutely. And it's, it's just him being 70 years old. Like it makes me feel really old knowing that's where he's at, knowing how much I used to watch him with all his crazy stuff flying around on helicopters and everything back in the nineties. Yeah. Rick's got big shoes to fill and he knows it and he's done an awesome job, man. Awesome. Awesome job. Great family. Indeed. Again, uh, you got the Ferrari showcase this weekend at rabid Customs. So if you want to see some of those go down there and check them out. Cause uh, that sounds like it would be pretty amazing. All right, we'll head to the national landscape. We'll throw some quick hitters coming up next morning juice right here on the fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. It is accident-free and so far delay-free. Traffic is moving well in the main roads and freeways. There is some construction here and there, though. Your northbound 71 ramp to Broad is closed until sometime this summer. When you're ready to buy a new home and want a mortgage lender who can help you plan with certainty, Rocket can. Need a lender who can help you understand all your mortgage options. Get personalized loan options, closing costs, and tax estimates all in real time. Rocket can. Rocket Mortgage. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Live, local, loud, very loud. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Thursday edition of the program. Right now, time to throw some quick hitters. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Uh, Shark, a very happy Thursday to you. What's happening? Well, the NCAA Women's Golf Tournament Mm -hmm. uh, began on Monday. 72 schools, four regions. So there were 18 teams at each regional, and those regions were at LSU, Stanford, Louisville, and uh, right here at the oh, OSU yeah. Scarlet Course. Each region produces top six teams. So you have 24 schools advancing to the uh, national championship next weekend in Scottsdale, Arizona. Anyway, they had seven inches of rain this week in Baton Rouge. So yesterday, they said that while the course is playable, it's not championship-level playable. So they canceled the LSU regional. The top six seeds automatically advance. The other 12 schools who were there, Beamer, they they go home. It's absolutely outrageous, man. I was I was reading this story yesterday morning, Bob, and it made my blood boil, right? I mean, the NCAA and their competency issues is just through the roof. Now, I understand if a golf course gets too wet and you can't play it. It doesn't mean what does that, that you, mean? Exactly. Right. So, I mean, yeah. If, if Everybody's playing the same course. Everybody is playing the same course. So what you have seen them do uh, on the PGA Tour, you have seen it in Monday qualifying. Fires, Corn Ferry Tour, other events, they set the course up to the best of their abilities. At the worst, Carp, what can you do? Let's push this thing back a little bit. Have them play 36 one day. Have them play 18 the next. Let's try to get this thing in. It's an absolute shame that these women who have qualified through their teams to get a shot to go to the NCAA tournament, the NCAA finals uh, at Greyhawk in Arizona, don't get to do that. And you just heard the heartbreak from these women in, in this video that came out where the NCAA director was like, yeah, the course is not play. It's First of all, he said, the course is playable, but it's not up to championship conditions. Make the par fives a par three. If the greens are playable, cart, move the tees up. Do whatever you can do. Who cares? Like you said, everybody is having to play that golf course. If it's not playable to championship conditions, who care? Let them play. Let them earn their right. The fact that they took the top six is just outrageous. What's the point of having the competition even scheduled if you're just going to take the top six anyway? 
Like, isn't that the point of sport? Like, well, top six seeds advance. Don't worry about it. They're higher seeds. That's like my my first grader picking NCAA tournament brackets. Well, they're higher seed. They should win, right? Yeah. Usually. Yeah, the final four is going to be all four I mean, number one seeds. Sorry, the, the rest of the 64 teams. You're out of luck. Yeah, there's a little bit of water on the court. So, you know what? We're just going to uh, stop it. Like, thing is, no one's in danger in golf beam of playing on a course that's too wet no. sure maybe it's muddy maybe balls get buried you're play everybody's playing the same course you're talking the right to go to the ncaa championship here what are we talking about yeah it's outrageous and the guy comes out and then makes that and then turns and walks back up yeah. the steps i wish someone would have pegged him with the back of the head with a golf ball <laughs> said you're a coward sir come down here and face the championship course we just did a story about roger goodell playing 54 holes in one day yeah and you're going to tell these girls like they can't do it? Like, hey, congratulations for all, for all of you getting here. And even though some of you think you may have had a shot to advance, we're here to tell you you don't. And we're just going to take the top six. Like, if, I, if you're seven, what, what is that? Like, wait, what? I didn't get a shot to beat the sixth girl? Today could be my day? And you're not going to let me have that opportunity? It's a travesty. It's a sham. It's a mockery. It's a Travis sham mockery beam. <laughs> these people, I cannot handle. I, they're cowards. They're cowards, man. Go out there and give people an opportunity. Bob, don't be so violent all the time. <laughs> That's what the guy deserves. You can't hit, you can't hit you're guys in the back of the head with a golf ball. And sad clown me and be like, I'm sorry. Yeah, the fact playable. that he walked away and didn't, exactly. didn't answer any questions, too, it was, yeah. it was a total coward. And, and girls were out there crying. Of course thank, they were. Thank you for ending my college career Especially this way. after last year. You yeah. didn't get to do it last year either. And now this year, because of bad conditions... Course is playable, man. Let him play. It's a joke. Quarterback Blake Bortles, the third overall pick in the 2014 draft by Jacksonville, spent five seasons with the Jags, 103 touchdowns, but 75 interceptions. Spent the 2019 season backing up Jared Goff with the Rams, attempted just two passes that year, and then sat out last year. Now, Bob Blake Bortles signing a free agent contract with the Green Bay Packers. Well, they need somebody to come in and replace Aaron Rodgers if Jordan Love isn't ready to go. Uh, and I like that, Beam in the sheet, you called him Blake the Snake. Sure, Bortles. why not? I don't know if anyone's ever called him that, <laughs> by the way. I Would mean, Blake the Jake Bortles be better? Listen, he had the Patriots down at halftime in mm-hmm. an AFC Championship game. Sure did. for the Jags. And in now, Foxborough. In Fox. I mean... He was rolling, and then unfortunately, all the wheels fell off. He loses his job through the next year, and he's out of the league last season. But you know what? Hope springs eternal, getting a chance to go to Green Bay and solve their quarterback woes, Beam. My favorite thing about Blake Bortles of all time when someone was doing an interview with him, they were like, you know, Blake, uh, what would you be doing You know, if you you weren't playing football and in the NFL? His response, Bob, something that you would absolutely love, I'd probably be working construction, ripping cigs all day. I mean, yes. that is the kind of quarterback that Blake Bortles is. That's my quarterback. Exactly. Blake Bortles. I mean, no Aaron Rodgers. You feel pretty good. The guy's got into an AFC title game. You feel decent about that situation. Jordan Love, Blake Bortles. What a tandem they're going to have up there in Green Bay if the Night King does not play for the pack. All right. We'll get you caught up with everything that's going on in the sports world as we hit you with the re-rack. Hour number two on the way. Bengals schedule released yesterday. What does it look like for the orange and black? And one boxing legend put tells Jake Paul to put his money where his mouth is. Get into that. Hour number two on the way. Coming up next, Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. 
Good morning. This report is sponsored by Sweet Pete. It is accident-free on the area roads. Your drive times right now, I-71 northbound from I-72 Polaris Parkway. That's just a 12-minute drive. And it looks like out on I-670, traffic looks good eastbound from I-70 to I-270. That's just a 9-minute drive. Sweet Pete, the all-purpose composted mulch, is organically formulated to nourish root growth. Beautify landscapes and naturally balanced soil chemistry. One product to so many uses. If your soil is alive, your plants will thrive. Find a neighborhood store at SweetPeteOhio.com. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit LindsayHonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good morning, I'm Mark Deshark. The Columbus crew has been offensively challenged so far early this MLS season. They've scored just three goals in their first four matches. Last night, the crew was shut out by Toronto FC 2-0. Columbus now 1-1-2 on the season. In the NBA, the Cleveland Cavaliers' 11-game losing streak is over. Kevin Love scored a season-high 30 points to go along with 14 rebounds as the Cavs top the Celtics 102-94. In baseball, Jesse Winker's RBI single in the top of the 10th Broke a 1-1 tie, and the Reds went on to win at Pittsburgh 5-1. A. Eugenio Suarez broke it open with a three-run double. In Cleveland, Amir Rosario had four hits in both RBIs as the Indians topped the Cubs 2-1 in 10 innings. Rosario had the walk-off game winner with a two-out RBI single at Huntington Park, Omaha. Scored two of the ninth to beat the Clippers 5-4. The Sports Center sponsored by Jermaine Toyota, the best selection of new and used cars in Central Ohio. View their full selection of vehicles online at GermaineToyota.net. Big dudes, bigger opinions. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on the fam. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this lovely little Thursday morning that we're having here in Central Ohio. If you'd like to follow along for the fun on Twitter, you can do so at Morning Juice 971. All the cool people that we talk to, all the fun things that we talk about are posted right there on that Twitter account. Rick Reichert joined us in the 6 o'clock hour, found out who was dealing his pops, Fred, turning 70 years old yesterday. They are celebrating his birthday. Unbelievable job out of him this morning. General, you went with John Tortorella. Of course, all three of us did for what he brought to the Blue Jackets organization during his six-year run here. And I went with JT Barrett, getting a chance with the Dallas Cowboys. Boys, man, still chasing that dream. Got to be pretty cool. Kid from Wichita Falls, Texas, getting a shot to play for the Dallas Cowboys, getting a throw this weekend. Pretty amazing. So Rick Riker joined us in the 7 o'clock hour. Coming up next in our next segment, we'll check in our, with our man, Jackets insider Jeff Swoboda, talk all things CBJ as the season has officially come to an end for the Jackets. Maybe some of his favorite John Tortorella stories coming up in our next segment. A lot to deal with with the Jackets. Big time offseason. Then around 8.35, our man from Cleveland.com, Hayden Grove going to join the program talk all things brownie schedule release last night we went over that in the six o'clock hour and where do they rank what does he have in store for the browns and how do they do in the draft evaluating the offseason for andrew barry and co up there in cleveland so jeff sabota next up in our next segment hayden grove in the eight o'clock hour again at morning juice 971 on the old twitter machine is where you can find us bob you're on twitter at bcarp3 i am there at brandon beam 971 and our fearless leader and producer mark the shark he's on twitter at at Shark on Sports. Right now, time for a re-rack. 
keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the best selection of pool tables and the best service in Central Ohio. All right, so we'll get into the Bengals schedule release here in a little bit, Bob. But I thought you may enjoy this story since you and me and Shark are not the biggest fans of the Paul brothers. We know that Logan Paul going to face off uh, in June, I believe June 6th against Floyd Mayweather down at Hard Rock Stadium down in Miami. Well, listen to this. His brother Jake Paul, as we know, is not going to be attending that fight. Uh, Floyd Mayweather the other day said that he was literally going to kill him. Uh, So I guess that's not good. Stole his hat during a presser and then all hell broke loose. But the former heavyweight champion Evander Holyfield. That's right. Willing to fight Jake Paul. So Devander Holyfield has said that he would step into the ring with Jake Paul, but of course, if the money is right. Former heavyweight champion who's slated to return to the ring later this year for an exhibition bout with Irishman Kevin McBride has visited Paul's training camp to offer advice in the past. Speaking to The Sun over in the UK, Holyfield gave his thoughts on the 3-0 and record that the YouTube star has, who most recently fight, fought Ben Askren and knocked him out in the first round. He said, if he believes he can beat me and he gave me enough money, oh yes, I'd get in the ring with him and I'd show people what would happen. And I would assume that Evander Holyfield, and this is a guy who I have met in person at the Super Bowl a couple of years, his fists are the size of cinder blocks, would absolutely bounce Jake Paul's head off the canvas. Oh yeah, man. He's got hurt bombs, Beam. I mean, this dude was the heavyweight champion of the world, four time, I believe. I would love to see that. That, I mean... That's better than Floyd Mayweather, by the way. Oh, yeah, because Floyd Mayweather is going to dance around, jab him, turn his face into ground beef. Like a slow bleed. Yeah, this this is more... This is more like Wile E. Coyote getting hit with a safe. (laughs) this This is bad news, man. Bad news. Like, I've interrupted to get in shape, and I think he would. I think he would... I mean, obviously, he wouldn't be able to go the distance. Here's the thing, though, man. The punching power that he still possesses crazy town and that's the one that's the difference i mean floyd's not near as big so he doesn't have that vander holyfield man can still bring the thunder he may not be able to go 12 rounds anymore but i guarantee you it wouldn't be getting that far because he's so much more technically technically skilled this guy was the four-time heavyweight champion of the world beam <laughs> like mike tyson bit his ear off because he couldn't beat him that, who people thought was the unbeatable boxer this guy is legit good he's got a long jab Oh, it would be beautiful. I would I'll pay to watch that too. Gosh, I there's a lot of people this is really one of the great things in my life. There's always people that you've disliked in the world, like, man, I'd really like to see that person get what's coming to them. Well now you can and you can even pay to watch it. They're gonna make money on it, but that's fine. I don't care. I'll pay you to see your pain. I'm all good with it. Well, the best part, too, that he's what he's saying is that if Jake Paul pays me enough money, I'll get into the ring. It's not only the fact that people are going to pay to see this, Bob, but on the other hand, that he is getting paid by the guy who he would eventually knock out in like the second round. Maybe even the first, maybe first minute. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you he'd come out, probably feel him out. No, he would take the fight right to him. There'd be no (laughs) feeling. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Parcells, you say, you can't just dip your toe in the water. This is a straight dive-in moment. I guarantee you he's coming out hard because Jake Paul can't hit hard enough to knock him out. You know what? This dude's been hit by legit. <laughs> right. Mike Tyson's take, throwing blows on this dude, and he was still standing. Jake Paul stands zero chance. Gosh, Please make this happen. Please make it happen. He added, uh, Jake Paul being a guy who didn't come through the amateurs. He's someone who fights now and does it as a hobby. He's got a little bit more weight, 
behind how to do things because people like him are doing for the fun of it. They're not fighting in an association which is being operated by a union such as the WBC or the IBF. The thing about it, it's all ego, what he's doing. The people he wants to fight, if people agree to fight him, they all they all know that he's got these followers and a paycheck ensues. I would show him what to do in the ring. So absolutely amazing. Got to make that happen. Evander Holy, we want Holyfield. We want Holyfield. Norman Schwarzkopf? Yeah. Storm and Norman? Chris I guess. Farley? Yeah, you might get him, but uh, so that would be absolutely unbelievable. Cincinnati Bengals schedule release. Talked about the Brownies in the 6 o'clock hour. They start the season at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Talked a little bit about that yesterday. 1 o'clock start. That game is going to be on Fox. Week number 2 and week number 3 for the Bengals. They're in Chicago week number 2, Sunday, September 19th at Pittsburgh, Sunday, September 22nd, or excuse me, September 26th. And then, Bob, if you want to go down to Paul Brown Stadium and see your former former head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, former Buckeye Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence and the gang roll into town. That one, Paul Brown Stadium, Thursday night football, prime time affair for Urban's return to the great state of Ohio. A rematch of the what would have been the 2020 National Championship yeah. game. I mean, get you right there, Beam. Lawrence versus Burrow. Can Burrow come back from his injury? Can Lawrence undo a decade along of the struggling Jags. Like, <laughs> in four only, games, yes. In four games. There'll be all these great little storylines there. Um, Irvin versus his former QB. Like, oh, it'll be – that'll be great, man. I'm excited. Irvin coming back uh, coming back here, Jacksonville. Maybe Tebow will be on the roster running around. I mean, just a lot of good stuff right there. Yeah, it really is. So your Cincinnati Bengals schedule after that. Home against Green Bay, home against the Pack on Sunday, October 10th. And then, Bob, you have uh, a tough little stretch for the Bengals at Detroit, at Baltimore, at the Jets. Uh, So three straight road games. Before their bye week, they take on Cleveland. That's the first time they play the Brownies at home. They get the bye, then they have to travel out to Vegas. Week number 11, Sunday, November 21st. So if you are a Bengals fan and you want to go out to Vegas, Vegas, mark your calendars Sunday, November 21st, and you could be popping bottles in the end zone club, Bob, with that $1,500 bottle of Grey Goose. Three bottle minimum, you know, nice little $7,000 tab for the Bengals fans. Oh, yeah, they're charging for the mixers too, Bean. Mm-hmm. That's the best part. Um, it's interesting about that. I mean, I think that's the Saturday or Sunday, rather, before Thanksgiving. So, you know what, Bean? Just turn that thing into a full on party. Uh, stay out there for the week. Have a little turkey at the buffet. Really enjoy yourself. Belly up to the bar. Yeah, of course, man. After that, they're home against Pittsburgh, home against the Chargers, home against the 49ers, and then they finish their season at Denver, home against Baltimore, home against Kansas City, and at Cleveland. It's a tough schedule for the Cincinnati Bengals, all right? I mean, that is pretty brutal when you really want to get into it. Again, I was looking at NFL.com, uh, and they were doing projections of the season where they ran a simulation you know, a few hundred times, Bob, and they came out with a win total of the Cincinnati Bengals, 6.3 wins for the Bengals. It is uh, the best for fifth in the AFC, so not too bad. Fascinating storyline, though, still continues to be Joe Burrow with the Bengals. Of course, man, what is his rehab looking like? Is he going to be good for opening day? Talked to Lindsey Patterson yesterday. She said absolutely no chance that Joe Burrow plays in any preseason games. He's going to get the green light week number one at home against Minnesota. And then how does this new team kind of shape up? You know, Zach Taylor, again, if he doesn't fare so well this year, is he going to be on the hot seat? So a lot happening with 
the Cincinnati Bengals as we kind of get into the thrall and get into the season. But that finishing stretch for them, man, Sunday, December 26th, home against Baltimore, home against Kansas City, and then on the road against Cleveland. That, my friend, is about as tough as it comes in the NFL. Yeah, you're going to want to have six wins by then. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to – going into that last stretch there, you mentioned Baltimore, Kansas City, Cleveland, three playoff teams back-to-back-to-back, two of them divisional games. Now, two of them are at home, only Cleveland's on the road. I look at this six six or seven wins sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So what would it be? Six and uh, 11. 11 yeah, which is so weird to say. Like it's going to yeah. take me years to get used to that. I was told there would be no math. Maybe you have Meredith make you a conversion chart. She really does. She needs, build, she needs to do that. Build me a table. Mm-hmm. So when I put, when I say <laughs> one number, I can look and see what the other one is on the other side. Cause I can't subtract. I can't subtract that from 17 fast enough anymore. Well, we found out at the end of the show yesterday, I couldn't do quick math on the fly. I mean, 256 games they had last year at another 16 games. I finally figured it was 272. It was 272. I finally figured that out 22 hours uh, after I, after I said that, Bob, I think we finally, got the answer so the Cincinnati Bengals tough schedule that they got in front of them last night crew went down two nil uh, no, to Toronto yeah Get sorry right, my bad be, be I a know. professional yeah be a professional yeah it's tough tough to break the habit Columbus SC goes down to Toronto in the Trillium Cup two nil bad performance by the crew uh, the late Josie Altidore goal just terrible defending Aloy Rune's gonna come out and stop that ball and of course Michael Bradley scores the first one I mean two of the biggest villains in Columbus and of course those are the two guys who get it done tribe win 10th inning against the Cubbies you know pretty good about yourself Ahmad Rosario with a walk-off and then the Reds blow things open against the Pirates feeling pretty good about that one that one goes 10 innings as well but the Reds bust that open five to one Indians win two to one so a nice little night here in Ohio except for your Columbus SC that yeah. was no good at all the uh, Columbus crew I'm sorry Columbus SC I'm getting confused again actually issued a statement we'll get into that coming up later in the show about the rebrand and about how they're willing now to to talk to the Nordeca and say, all right, we, you know, we kind of messed this up. Let's see where we can go from here. Uh, so automatically, uh, Bob, the crew fans, you know, putting up a little bit of a, uh, of a storm. And now the Haslam's realizing, oh, okay, this, uh, this didn't go quite as planned here. I have to go back to the drawing board on that thing. So we'll get into that later on in the show, but the crew go down two nil to Toronto Indians and Reds, both winners last night. Coming up next, we'll fire the cannon with our jackets insider, Jeff Saboda morning juice right here on the fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. This report is sponsored by Rumkey Consolidated. Things are pretty quiet on the main roads and freeways. I'm keeping an eye on those building traffic volumes, but so far, everyone's moving okay. Rumkey, a family-owned and operated business, is now welcoming new and seasoned CDL drivers with a $7,500 sign-on bonus. New drivers start at $20 an hour in Columbus. RumkeyCareers.com to apply. Restrictions apply for sign-on bonus. Rumkey is an EOE employer. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. One of these guys voluntarily ripped off his toenail. I don't have anything else to say. You're listening to Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Thursday edition of the program. We hear Morning Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Raising Cane's Chicken Finger, 722 in the morning, and that sounds absolutely fantastic. 722 on a Thursday can only mean one thing, time to fire the cannon. It's time to fire the cannon. Jackets insider Jeff Svoboda. The cannon made me poop a little. Jeff, 
Good morning, man. What's happening? Good to talk to you. Postseason, or I guess I should say not playoff edition of the show, wrap-up of the season. What's happening, man? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, Beamer. What's up? Oh, not a whole lot, man. Brownie schedule release, Bengals schedule release, <laughs> you know, a whole lot of stuff happening. Columbus SC going down 2-0 last night uh, to Toronto in the Trillium Cup. It's going to take me a long time uh, to break the habit of saying Columbus crew, and hopefully uh, we don't have to for very much longer. So, buddy, <laughs> uh, news of the week for the Columbus Blue Jackets. This happened on Saturday, uh, Saturday evening, Sunday morning at some point. John Tortorella parting ways with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Got a forecast that that was actually going to happen for a while, just the way with the jacket season uh, was going. Before we, you know, get into the X's and O's of what Yarmo is potentially going to do, you know, with a new coaching hire, uh, I know that you were a, a big, big fan of John Tortorella and Bob and myself and Shark were both. Uh, what he did for this community here, what he did for the city, and of course on the ice for Columbus Blue Jackets, making them just so staunch to play on a night-in, night-out basis. Uh, just your thoughts on John Tortorella parting ways with the organization. Yeah, the, the funny thing that's happened over the last couple of days is if you've been paying attention to Twitter, you've seen a number of people come out and tell some personal stories of how great John Tortorella was to them. And I'm sure uh, the funny thing is I'm sure he hates that because he wanted all that stuff to <laughs> right. be behind the scenes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, now it's coming out. And But it's a, it's a great tribute to the, to the man that he was. Uh, and so, you know, I, I don't think anybody would really necessarily argue that it was time to go a different direction. You know, a coach, coaches in the NHL are basically hired to get fired. Uh, and so for a coach to be at a certain spot for six years is, is really a long time. And so uh, not a huge surprise that, that, you know, the team and John have decided to go separate ways. Um, but it doesn't mean that you, you can't look back fondly, first of all, on the ice at the things that he accomplished. Uh, you know, by far the most accomplished head coach of the, of the Blue Jackets since they became a team. Uh, you know, the four best seasons in franchise history were under John as far as uh, uh, the points percentage, uh, you know, the, the, the playoff series wins, et cetera, et cetera, Jack Adams Award. I mean, we, we all know that, that, you know, if you look back over the last couple of years, it's been the most successful era of Blue Jackets hockey. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, there, there's a human element to it, and you're kind of sad to see it see it end because of, you know, just everyone who kind of knew him. And, you know, he could be difficult, and I think we all know, you know, he, he earned the caricature of himself that's out there among certain people with the way that he, you know, sometimes would fly off the handle of press conferences. But it was that fire and that passion, I think, that made him such a, such a well-liked guy by so many people. And when he wasn't doing that, he was by far the most interesting coach I've ever covered. You know, he and his staff treated me exceptionally well. Uh, so there is a little bit of sadness to kind of see it happening. Uh, but then at the same time, excitement and interest as to what's going to happen here. So, uh, you know, it was one of those things where it was probably time. But uh, you look back at the, the past six years and there's been a lot of good times as well. So, you know, sad to see him go. But here we are and it's, it's time to try something different. Talking to Jackets in, <clears throat> insider Jeff Sabota, excuse me, out here on the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. And, you know, Torts was kind of a, a tough guy, obviously, disciplinarian. I think he did change, and he wasn't quite the caricature that people portrayed him to be behind closed doors with his players. He was tough and demanding, but very, very fair. And I think that he had evolved to the modern player, maybe not as much as some people would have liked, but he wasn't the staunch guy he was 10 years ago. I guess, yeah. Jeff, where do, you, where do they go from here? Because a lot of times you see teams – you know, they'll swing the pendulum back the other way and hire someone who was philosophically very different from their previous coach. Do you see that being the case here? And do you think this is a situation where Yarmo hires an older coach, maybe a first-time coach, potentially someone from college? Like, is there 
Is there a pathway here that you see that, that they're going to try to follow? Yeah, the, the traditional NHL model was to kind of replace a disciplinarian with a player's coach, so to speak. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see the direction it goes. I mean, there's so many candidates out there. I mean, there, there's former NHL coaches who are without jobs right now. I mean, there's some, some big names that are without jobs, the Gerard Gallants and mm-hmm. uh, Claude Juliens of the world. Um, but there's also a number of, uh, you know, you could you, certainly with Yarmos ties in Europe, you could go that direction as far as bringing over uh, a European head coach, which you don't see obviously see very often. Uh, there's a bunch of former Jackets who are high-level assistants in the NHL. So uh, for, as far as for picking a name, it, it's hard to say exactly the direction it's going to go. Uh, but it was interesting to hear Yarmo's comments uh, at his uh, postseason press conference on Monday. where he, I mean, he spoke very highly of John Tortorella and spoke about how he wants a coach. The, the thing that he respected most about Torts and the thing he's going to look for the most in the new head coach is a coach that's going to hold everybody accountable, that's, that's going to make sure te- you know, people play the right way and are accountable at every moment uh, for, for what they're doing and is going to have a strong culture. And I, I think everybody, every general manager who goes into a coaching search is looking for those things. Um, but it was interesting to, to almost hear Yarmo say that, that if he was lying, like, kind of laying out the things he wants in a new head coach, it almost sounded like he wanted to hire John Tortorella. Uh, so I don't know that the pendulum is going to swing as, as broadly maybe as people expect because, you know, uh, the voice is going to be different. And I think, again, you know, very well could be time for that. But they're going to look for a lot of the same things that they had in Torts because, you know, especially coming off a year like this, you know, there is a certain amount of, uh, you know, you're going to have to have the right culture. You're going to have to do it the right way to build it back up as quickly as you want to build it back up. And so that, that's what they're going to be looking for as they, they get going here. Yeah, they certainly will. Talking to our man, Jackets Insider, Jeff Sabota on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. You follow Jeff and all of his great work that he does at Jackets Insider. Uh, big offseason for Yarmo. I mean, there's no no doubt about it, right? Expansion draft, you got to worry about that. you got three first-round picks. You're trying to deal with Seth Jones, trying to find a new head coach, trying to find a first-line center, keeping Patrick Line happen, like, or happy. There's, I mean, there's just so much. <laughs> that is happening, you know, for Yarmo. And, you know, a lot of us like to spend the summer on the golf course and taking vacations. I don't necessarily know if that's in the plans for Yarmo Kekalainen. Uh, but, buddy, you know, as we kind of get into the teeth of this off season, uh, where are you at with, I guess, the, you know, the positive attitude for this reload that he's talking about? And it's not going to be a total rebuild uh, from top to bottom in the organization. You know, I think you, you still look at the talent on hand, and you got a lot of good players. Uh, you know, you, you got the Seth Joneses and Zach Wierenskis of the world. Uh, you, you've got a very good goaltending duo that's going to give you some flexibility, possibly on the trade market here as we go into the offseason. You, you've still got the Albert Bjorkstrands, and, you know, you, you added Patrick Laine and Jack Roslevic. And while Patrick didn't have the best of seasons, he's still Patrick Laine. Um, you, you look at, you know, the, the, there's, the bones there are good, I think. Um, but they obviously need to make some big moves, and you, and you pretty much hit um, the nail on the head there as far as what they need to be uh, this offseason. I certainly wrote about them uh, yesterday at BlueJackets.com. Uh, you know, you, you've you've got to figure out the goalie situation. You know, probably once and for all, uh, you you do probably need to add some depth at the center position and add a little bit of scoring. Uh, but I, th- I think they have the flexibility to do that just because of the fact you know they've got they've got the room um, as far as uh, the, the salary cap goes, which is somewhat unique in the NHL right now because of the flat cap uh, over the last couple of years. You know, you've got three first-round picks, so that gives you flexibility in the trade market. Uh, you know, you've got a goaltender piece that you could possibly trade. Um, so, you know, they've got the flexibility there to really kind of remake, I don't want to say just totally remake this team, uh, but they, they can add the pieces they need to add to maybe get this thing back going on the right track. Uh, but the biggest thing you've got to figure out, the biggest question mark, and uh, is the Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski situation. That's going to be the big variable 
uh, that you have to deal with. And, and unlike, unlike Sergei Bobrovsky and Artemi Panarin, you know, I don't think Seth's running out of town and trying to get out of here. But I do think they're going to have to convince him that, that, you know, this is a winning team and it's on the winning track. You know, this is the biggest contract of Seth's career. You know, he, if he wants to win a Stanley Cup, uh, it's probably going to come in this next contract. So, you know, they have to prove to him that, that they can be a Stanley Cup winner. Uh, so that, that's going to be an interesting negotiation uh, as they get to it here in July. Uh, it's probably the big variable. But, you know, if you look at just kind of the roster and, and the pieces they have, uh, you, can, you, can, you can see how they can turn it around quickly if they can make the right moves. But, that, you know, the, if they can make the right moves is, you know, the $81 million question, I guess you could say. So one last quick one for me, Jeff, and so we're talking about Seth Jones. I think he's going to be the focal point of this offseason outside of hiring a new coach. What do you think the odds are, what percentage would you put on it of them getting an extension done prior to the season, or do you think this is something that won't get done, has very little chance this offseason? I would say that either if they if they don't get something done this offseason, he'll probably be traded before the season mm. because they're not going to go Don't down tell that us road. that. Don't tell us that. <laughs> I just don't see them going down the road they did with Bobrovsky and, and Panarin. I, they're like they're going to have to have an answer from Seth here at some point in this offseason and then decide what they want to do because you just can't let a guy like that walk. Uh, and so, you know, he's so very well respected in the NHL as well. And if you do get the point that you had to trade him, you would you'd get a king's ransom for him. I mean, he's the number one defenseman. So, I mean, you, you could you could those are pieces you could put into remaking the roster pretty quickly as well if you have to go down that road. So. But it's a long way to go, and like I said, I don't think Seth is, is, is just waiting to get out of here like some of the guys that came before him. Uh, but like I said, they, you know, they're, they're going to have to give him a pretty good plan as to where this thing is going, I think, uh, to, to get him to put that signature on the dotted line, which is fair. You know, it's his career, and, it, and it's, it's, a, it's the biggest contract of his, of his life he's going to have to sign, probably the biggest decision of his life. Uh, so, you know, they, they, it, he, he, does, he has every right in the world to take it as seriously as he's going to take it. No doubt he does. Buddy, always appreciate the time. A little season wrap-up this week. We'll get into some stuff next week before we put you off on summer vacation. Always appreciate the time, Jeff. You're the absolute best. Have a great Thursday, great weekend, bud. We'll chat again next week, okay? All right, sounds good, guys. Absolutely. There he goes, our man, Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota, joining us, of course, on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Tom Brady could set the all-time passing mark this season. Well, he will set the all-time passing mark this season, but it's only fitting with the schedule release yesterday that he might set it in this place. Details on that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Home Depot. There is an accident on Orange Road east of South Old State Road. And traffic is a little heavy and slow on I-70 westbound between Miller-Kelton and the 71 East Split. It's a good time to be a doer and it's a good time to join the Home Depot. They're hiring. No home improvement experience. No problem. They'll teach you. Apply at homedepot.com slash careers or text jobs to 52270. Message and data rates apply. The Home Depot is an equal opportunity employer. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, the fan traffic. Wake up and smell the smelling salts. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice right here on the fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Here on this Thursday edition of the program, Doppler 10 forecast for today. I have 67 degrees here in central Ohio sunshine later on this afternoon. 
as we already have a pretty nice looking morning out here in central Ohio. So 67 degrees today should be a good one on tap. So NFL schedule release last night, get back into the Browns and the Bengals situation here at the top of the hour. We know the Brownies started off the season in Kansas city against the defending AFC champs team that put them out of the playoffs last year. They're five and a half point underdog. And of course the Bengals starting their season at Paul Brown stadium at home against the Minnesota Vikings uh, storylines from the NFL schedule release, Bob, this may be one of the biggest ones. So Tom Brady is going to break the all-time passing record this season. Drew Brees currently uh, has the record, and it's just astonishing when you read these numbers out loud. So Drew Brees retired, as we know, at the end of last year, 80,358 career passing yards. Tom Brady, not too far behind him, 79,204. Quick math on that, just because it says it on the screen, and I'm not having to do mental math. He is 1,154 passing yards behind Drew Brees for the all-time record. Now, the third closest one has been Roethlisberger, uh, and he is with 60,348 passing yard. Uh, so he's got a long way to go. 20,000 more yards for Big Ben. Don't see it happening with his career. So NFL schedule release storylines. This one is a big one. Tom Brady is going to return to Foxborough this season. It's his first time facing the New England Patriots for a different playing for a different team. As we know, playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't play the Patriots last year. So his return to New England may see him break the record again. He is 1,154 passing yards behind Drew Brees for the all-time career record. That means if Tom Brady were to average 290 yards per game in 2021, which was exactly his average for 2020, he would break the all-time record in week number four when the Buccaneers play at Gillette in New England on Sunday night football. That, my friend, is pretty well done scheduling by the NFL. Absolutely it is. And they knew exactly what they were doing, by the way. I was with doing the math one. on that. I'm like, you know, Tom at two ninety, like, that sounds about right. And then you throw in there that was exactly his average. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> you know, I'm sure they would have liked to have a little more leeway because it's right there on the edge. We need him yes. to average about two twenty five and then we'd yeah. feel confident in it. If he would have a because if he were to have like one bad game in there, he'll have to have a great game to offset that. And you know, he always could. And maybe he'll have that great game in New England, but or if he, you know, he gets nicked up, but it's early in the season. Tom didn't get hurt a lot. Knock on wood, he should be good, and that'll be awesome. I'm curious to see how the Foxborough and Patriots nation embraces him. Oh, it's got to be. I mean, it's 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 got to be overwhelmingly uh, acceptive, don't yeah, you think? Be, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we are talking about been, Boston. No, have I have not. Been, no, your cousin from Boston. Yeah. Like, have you ever talked to people from Boston? I'm not besmirching the good people of the, of Northeast America, but they can be a little hostile from time to time. A little prickly. One, it's the only place I couldn't listen to sports talk radio. My, I'm up there. I think we were three and two to start the season. Oh boy! And these people, like, and this was this was after he'd won three Super Bowls already, lost two before he'd won. However many heck he's won now, his his next two in New England, and then another one and. He won six or seven. I don't know. I've lost count. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I it doesn't either. even matter. It doesn't even matter. Um, but he, uh, they're like, Tom's washed up. He's a bum. Bill's hanging on to him too long. I'm like, this was 2012. This was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. The last time Tim Tebow and me played in the NFL. And this is the stuff I'm hearing. I'm like, is this even real? Like, this dude looks pretty darn good to me. It's not like he, he can't move out there and his arm's falling off. 
and then he ultimately goes on to win a couple more Super Bowls for you. Like, let's just let's just pump the brakes a little bit. And so I think it'll be a warm reception. I'm anticipating it being a warm reception. But that still doesn't guarantee, Beam, that it will be a warm reception. Yeah, seven Super Bowls, Bob. Six of those coming with the New England Patriots. One of those coming via the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, let's be honest for a second. And if by some some off chance that you are a Patriots fan living here in Central Ohio, and I know there are a ton of people, you know, right from northeast north the northeast portion of the United States that come over here and have a great time. Uh, but if you are a Patriots fan, I mean, how are you going to receive Tom Brady? Now, let's just play hypothetical for a second, right? So Tom Brady, obviously six Super Bowl championships in New England. I can't imagine a world other than in Boston where a guy wants to be out. He gets his way. He moves on from the New England Patriots. He signed was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, wins a Super Bowl in his first go round with that team, and then comes back to the franchise where he got you six Super Bowls and you get booed. I just, it's a world that I cannot, I cannot even fathom living in. But you're right. The only place in America where that can happen for a sports franchise would be the city of Boston. Well, because maybe they think that they could have had that seventh that he got last year. I don't know. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. It's a fickle world. I, I think that they will be – I think that it will be a very, very warm reception. I would anticipate that. But you can just never tell. So, you know, fans, fans can be fickle from time to time. It's still pretty fresh. Like when Favre left – and pushed his way out of Green Bay. Like It was a little cold at the beginning with him and Green Bay fans, and I think that they were a little upset in the manner in which he did it. And Let's face it, I mean, it wasn't like Tom was trying to stay around there any longer. Like, he wanted out. This wasn't a situation where they got rid of him. He wanted out, and so he got what he wanted. He went down there, and he ultimately won another Super Bowl, brought Gronk in, brought, stole another guy away from you, mm-hmm. who obviously could still play at a pretty, pretty decent level, not – the all pro that he once was, but man, he, he looked good in the playoffs. Looked good at the end of the season. So I don't know. I think it'll be warm. I'm curious if they'll boo him at all during the game. Like <laughs> if he yeah, wins. I, yeah. I, I'm surely they would boo if he wins. There's that's no doubt my about point. it. That's what I'm curious. If he wins, which I would think that the, the bucks will be favored in that game as long as they're healthy. It'll be very interesting. Yeah, it sure will. Good job by the NFL schedule makers for that one. Again, Tom Brady needs 280. Here's the other thing with Bill. I need to thought about this. Will Belichick let him break the record on him? Will he play so much coverage that it'll just force them to run the ball? To run the ball. I'm dead serious. I believe it. Like, that's how Bill works. Like, we're going to make you do what you don't want to do. We'll see if you can stay at it. Or if you'll just eventually give in the temptation and start throwing it, and then we can get some picks and different things. Like, I could see him just dropping eight the whole time. Just saying, go for it. Hey, let's just see you, Tom. I know what you'll do. Mm-hmm. You'll see if you can dink and dunk us the whole way down the field all game long. I don't think you have the patience to do it. And we're going to have Rojo just run for, you know, 220 yes. yards. Who cares? Doesn't matter. You're not going to break the record in our house. I mean, what's the, uh, you know, the tribute video, right? I mean, if we gave Artemi Panarin here in Columbus a tribute video, I don't know what that's going to be in New England. Yeah. When two Tom years Br- versus two decades? Yeah. I don't know. You I don't tell know. Me, yeah. Six Super Bowls, too. I mean, it's going to be pretty amazing. Now, if he does break the record there, what's 
that going to look like, too? I mean, will they put up the flashing graphic, Bob? Will he get a standing ovation in Foxborough? I don't know. It's to be seen. But Tom Brady needs 289.6 yards through his first three games to be on the precipice of getting the record, and he could do so in Foxborough in week number four of the NFL season. We'll give you our daily schlegelism and time to get juice. Coming up next, Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. This report is sponsored by the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center. We do have slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller-Kelton and the 71 East split. An accident out on I-70 westbound between State Route 158 and State Route 310. And an accident on Orange Road east of South Old State Road. The Heart and Vascular Center at the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center is leading the way in the fight against heart and vascular disease. Trust your heart to Ohio State, home to Columbus's only heart hospital, ranked best by U.S. News and World Reports. I'm Heather Pascoe for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. If morning juice were a smell, it would be a combination of Ben Gay and undercarriage. Heavy on the undercarriage. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Thursday edition of the program. What do we do every single day here at this time? Time to find out what's got us juiced. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. Call today. Get it fixed today. Shark, it's a Thursday. Only a couple more days till the weekend before we tell you or you tell us what's got you juiced. Why don't you hit us with some, some Anthony Schlegel? This morning, I woke up with a, you know, a solid cup of Joe and then popped a monster and then popped one on the radio. And then now I'm on my second cup of coffee. So I'm doing good. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Popping a monster. You know, when I heard that the Browns were playing the Packers on Christmas Day this year, I uh, I, I hate to show my age, but I remembered the uh, Kansas City Chiefs-Miami Dolphins uh, Christmas Day game back in 1971. I can uh, I can still picture uh, my parents' living room when they still live there and uh, camping out under the Christmas tree. My uh, cousins were all there and grandparents, uncles, aunts, all that. And... Um, uh, the Dolphins beat the Chiefs in double overtime. To this day, it's still the longest game in NFL history. And back then, there were only 14 games. So, you know, the playoffs always started in, you know, well, it was Christmas Day. They started a few weeks earlier. Uh, Super Bowl was always the second or third Sunday in January. Anyway, it was the first time that the uh, NFL game, the NFL had ever played games on Christmas Day. Earlier that day, the Cowboys and Vikings had met in an NFC playoff game. And uh, this game, oh my gosh, uh, the Hall of Famers in that game, Shula and Greasy, Zonka, Warfield, the uh, the Chiefs had Hank Stram and Len Dawson, Willie Lanier, Jan Stenerud, and uh, I, I think there were actually a dozen Hall of Famers that played in that game. Ed Podolak had a huge day for Kansas City, 350 total yards. And this was before Arrowhead Stadium was open, so the Chiefs were still playing in Old Municipal Stadium where the Kansas City A's played baseball game. It was a baseball stadium. It was a really bad stadium, and I don't think it held even 50,000 fans. But it was such a uh, it was such a big deal back then. And then for the game to go into overtime, Remember, there was no overtime in the NFL back then, or in college or high school or anywhere else. So this was the first overtime game I had ever seen. 
Stenrud uh, has a a like a 42-yard field goal blocked in the first overtime by Nick Bonacani and then uh, Giro Upremium for the Dolphins missed like a 52-yarder. But uh, on and on the game went, and uh, you have to remember that Christmas dinner is waiting. And, (laughs) you know, mom's got the turkey in the oven, and she's turning the oven off, and housewives all over America were really irritated that the NFL played on Christmas Day. And Pete Rozelle, the commissioner, said after the game, I can promise you we will never again play NFL games on Christmas Day. And they didn't for like 18 years. I think it was 1989 that they played another game on Christmas Day, and that was after Roselle had left. But uh, I'm just uh, just warning Mom, uh, the Browns are playing on Christmas Day this year, <laughs> and uh, there will be, I don't know, 30 of us that will be camped out around the, the TV. So just uh, you know, keep that in mind, Mom, when you're making dinner that day. Bobby, what has you juiced? Gosh, that is uh... – Quite the story there, Shark. That talk to your dad. Stuff. Talk to your dad about oh, that game. I guarantee that. you, he remembers that game. Oh, it was yeah. it was really newsworthy. And now the national pastime is watching sports on holidays. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get the best sport, the most popular sport in America, that being the NFL. Just try to jelly them in there and overtake the NBA. Mark Cuban not going to be a happy camper about that. But you know what? What's got me juiced today? I laughed with Shark at our first traffic update. There was uh, some traffic issues early in the morning beam. Why? Because someone was driving a scooter on the highway and thinking, <laughs> what in the world are we doing? It's was 6 it o'clock. A, was it a Vespa scooter? Was it something I don't like know. that? It was just it like said a bird, dr- bird no. or a lime? I mean, what is what was that? Was it a Dumb and Dumber situation? Were we trying to get Two to dudes? Aspen? What was happening here? I don't know. I just heard in the update, which I usually I go to the bathroom, I get get a drink, I'll start making my wife coffee or something in the morning. Do some push-ups, get a set and, in. Uh, you know, there, there is, I'll start ripping cigs, working construction, whatever <laughs> it is. Just like our Blake guy Blake, Blake the Snake. Yeah, so occasionally I do finish out my workout in the first two breaks, sometimes beam. So yeah, there is some of that that goes on. But this, to this day, I sat there and heard there is traffic issues some on one of our highways. I'm like, wait man riding a scooter like i don't think it was like a vespa beam it sounded more like it was one of the motorized varieties that you stand on probably traveling about 20 miles an hour on one of the interstate go around go around exactly that's straight up dumb and dumber style hopefully it was just one dude and not two i've got juiced up because i'd love to see logan paul get smoked by evander holyfield the champ just putting some pain some hurting bombs on him and then also beam i know we talked about this and didn't really get a chance to bring it up, and you taught, brought up CJ or uh, brought up C, JT Barrett earlier yeah. today, and how you know that's awesome. He's your dealing player of the week. That's great. But CJ Saunders getting a chance to go try out for the Atlanta Falcons, like that's going to be absolutely tremendous. Super excited for him, and so I am. That has got me juiced today because he is an all time awesome dude. And even though it's Thursday, and you know it's been a couple of days since that was announced, but Beam. I've rambled on long enough. What has got you juiced, sir? I'll tell you what's got me juiced. NFL schedule released last night. All sorts of juiced up about that. Brownies, three primetime games. Really four when you talk about you know the Browns versus the Packers on Christmas Day, what Shark was mentioning. First day, first game against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be amazing. Urban coming back here to Ohio to face the Bengals in week number four. That's a Thursday night football game as well down on the banks of the Ohio River at Paul Brown Stadium. All juiced up about that one. We'll stay up. It'll be an early, early 
early day on Friday. Not a whole lot of sleep, kind of forecasting that, Bob, a couple of months from now. And the Chicago Bears schedule uh, came out as well, Bob, last night. Uh, I'm so anxious to see Matt Stafford, right? I mean, Matt Stafford against the Bears on Sunday night football to start the season. What are they going to do with Justin Fields as well? Uh, Week number two, week number three for the Bears against the Browns and the Bengals. So if Justin Fields is indeed the starting quarterback, we talked to Matt Nagy last week in the eight o'clock hour here on a Thursday. Uh, and he said, don't, you know, don't anticipate that we've got Andy Dalton there. Be excited to see what he can do. So I don't anticipate Justin Fields being able to be in those games, Bob against the Bengals and the Browns. But if something happens, man, you don't know, you go into quarterback camp, you know, go into, you go into your training camp. Maybe he might usurp Andy Dalton for the starting quarterback. So we might get to see Justin Fields again here against the Ohio teams early on in the season. All right, we'll get you caught up with everything that's going on in the sports world as we hit you with the re-rack breakdown of the Browns and the Bengals schedule and an Ohio State player again in the transfer portal. Get into that hour number three on the way next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center. Good news, no electric scooters this time in the freeways, but we do have some slowdowns. There is an accident on the ramp from I-70 eastbound to I-71 southbound. Expect delays there. Also a crash on State Route 161 westbound at New Albany. And we do have traffic slow on I-670 westbound between I-71 and 3rd Street. The Heart and Vascular Center at the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center is leading the way in the fight against vascular disease. Trust your heart to Ohio State, home to Columbus's only heart hospital, ranked best by U.S. News and World Report. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good morning, I'm Mark Bishark. The NFL's 2021 schedule was released last night, and in this first-ever 17-game season, the Browns will have nine home games and eight on the road. They have three primetime games, a Thursday nighter against Denver in October, a Sunday night game at Baltimore in November, and a Monday night game at Pittsburgh in January. Cleveland also visits Green Bay on Christmas Day. The Bengals also have nine home games, including one against Jacksonville on a Thursday night in September. Browns and Bengals conclude the regular season with a game in Cleveland on January 9th. In baseball, the Reds scored four in the 10th, the win at Pittsburgh 5-1. The Indians got a walk-off RBI single from Ahmed Rosario in the bottom of the 10th to top the Cubs 2-1. The Clippers gave up two runs in the 9th and lost to Omaha 5-4. The Sports Center is sponsored by BMI Federal Credit Union. With rates this low, there's no better time to finance or refinance your home mortgage with BMI. Visit BMIFCU.org, equal housing lender. Protein shakes and energy drinks. The breakfast of champions. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice right here on the fan. Hour number three of the program for us on a Thursday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. All three of us attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Hopefully you're having a great start to your Thursday morning just like we are. If you'd like to follow along for the fun on Twitter, you can do so at Morning Juice 971. All the fun things we talk about, all the cool people that we talk to can be found right there. Six o'clock hour, talk to our man Rick Reichert. Found out who was dealing. He is down in Florida enjoying some nice sunshine. It was 70 degrees this morning at 6.30 
35 when we checked in with our man Rick. His their deal and player of the week, his pop, 70 years old uh, for Fred Riker. Unbelievable uh, what he has accomplished in his life. Rick had big shoes to fill, and he is certainly doing that. Bob, yours went to John Tortorella, mine to JT Barrett, and uh, unbelievable stuff this morning at 6, 635 with Rick. Checked in with our man Jeff Soboda, Jackets Insider. Big offseason for the CBJ coming along. He shared some of his favorite John Tortorella stories with us as he exits as the winningest coach all time in Blue Jackets history. Coming up here in about 30 minutes time, our man from Cleveland.com, Hayden Grove. He's going to join the program, talk all things Brownie, schedule release for the Browns. What does it mean? How does he think the Browns are going to fare coming up here in the 2021 season? Checking with Hayden again around 835 at Morning Juice 971 on Twitter is where you can interact with us. General, you're on Twitter at BCARB3. I am there at Brandon Beam 971 and our man, Mark the Shark, he is on Twitter at Shark on Sports. Also, if you're unable to catch all three hours of the program, we got a podcast. All you got to do is go on your favorite podcasting provider, type in Morning Juice in the search bar, hit the subscribe button, and please do leave us a review. Right now, time for a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the best selection of pool tables and the best service in Central Ohio. It is a Thursday, General. We are going to play That's What He Said coming up here in our next segment, so keep your ears glued to the radio. What's the winner of That's What He Said going to receive today, Carp? They're going to receive, Beam, a gift card to a one-hour of free-range time at Shoot Point Blank. That is a $35 value. They have two beautiful locations, one off Lewis Center in 23 and then one down in Grove City off 270. So absolutely fantastic place. It's very knowledgeable people. If you want to get certified in something, check out some of their merchandise there and help them answer any questions. They'll get you handled with all of your all of your firearm needs. So they do a great job. That is shoot point blank beam. You get the one hour of free range time. Absolutely, man. We'll give that away coming up here in our next segment when we play That's What He Said. NFL schedule release yesterday. Brownies and Bengals schedule coming out. We knew that the Browns were taking on Kansas City at Arrowhead 425 Sunday, September 12th. That's the opener for the Cleveland Browns. Bengals get the Minnesota Vikings at home in Paul Brown Stadium. Just some of the things that stood out for the Brownie schedule for me. Obviously, week number one against the team that puts you out of the playoffs. A team that is uh, a monster and Patrick Mahomes. You get to go to their house 425 a little bit of a revenge game uh the thing that stood out most to me about the brown schedule though carp and you said this in the six o'clock hour it's week 12 and it's week 14 for the brownies you feel pretty good about the entire schedule the only game you really feel unsettled about with the way that andrew barry has constructed his roster is the opening week against kansas city uh but week 12 at Baltimore, week 13 is your bye week. That is uh, December 5th. And then week 14, you bring back Baltimore up to First Energy Stadium in Cleveland. So that back-to-back double banger against the Ravens, week number 12, week number 14, could very well be for the division late on in the season. Oh, it's going to be great. And that, that first one, I think, is going to be critical to win because you're going to be coming out of you know your 11-game stretch. That'll be your 12th game heading into your bye it's on the road. If you can get a win there, you'll have immense momentum. You never want to go into your buy on a loss. And especially when you have to spin around and then play them again in two weeks. And it'll be the same team twice. Like it's, it is a scheduling anomaly. And they went to backload decks. They probably thought, you know what? These are two teams that will be vying <clears throat> largely for the AFC North crown. And so if the Browns can find a way on November 28th to get a win at Baltimore, they'll have with the rest of their schedule how it is, I think they'll have set themselves up real nicely for what I like to call 
the big push, which mm. I'm stealing from Bill Parcells. The last five weeks of the season, <clears throat> it always used to be right after Thanksgiving. Well, now it's a little bit later, given the fact that they've added a game and they're playing, heck, on January 9th. Yeah. I mean, insanity. Not not a playoff game, a regular season game. So the big push, the last five there, Baltimore, Vegas, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati to round it out. And you know, Hopefully they'll be vying for more than just a playoff berth. They'll be home field on, on the line or something like that. You know, maybe that first round bye, you know, should they beat Kansas City, hold the tiebreaker there, that'd be huge for them. So pretty exciting stuff coming down the line. But that right there, that game, the 28th, I'm going to have circled on the calendar as what it could be a big inflection point for Cleveland this season. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Like you mentioned, their last five games, home against Baltimore, week number 14, home against Vegas, week 15, on the road, back-to-back games at Green Bay, Christmas Day, 4.30 start with that one. Then the next week, at Pittsburgh, Monday night football, January 3rd. I'm sure it's going to be pretty temperate there, probably 65 degrees uh, and sunny. You know, 8 o'clock, 8.15 kickoff, Bob, in Pittsburgh, uh, Monday, January 3rd. I'm sure the weather's oh, yeah. going to be pretty nice in that one. Then, like you said, you finish up the season uh, January 9th against the Cincinnati Bengals. Feeling pretty good about the schedule. Like I said, the only one that you were basically uh, probably a little unsettled about, I mean, you know, fired up about, is going to be the Kansas City game to open up the season. Brownies opened in that one as a five-and-a-half-point underdog. So if you want to get your long bets in on that one, that one is already out there uh, for you to do that. Bengals schedule, they open at home against the Minnesota Vikings. They are on the road Sunday, September 9th and Sunday, September 26th at the Bears, week number two, at the Steelers, week number three. And then Urban Meyer makes his return to Ohio General. The Jacksonville Jaguars come into town. Trevor Lawrence and the gang, maybe even Tim Tebow, 820 start Thursday night football on the banks of the Ohio River. Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, a rematch of the national championship game from a few years ago. That'll be great. Those two playing each other again. Can Lawrence avenge the loss? Mm-hmm. Can Urban, uh, you know, un, can he beat his former his former QB who transferred away in spite to go lead the LSU Tigers? <laughs> Imagine all the storylines here. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Even if they're not even true, we'll just hype them up to make them sound even better. So it's going to be a lot of stuff there. Two teams, I think, that are looking at their schedules like both of those teams think this is a game we need to win. You know, if we want to try to go six and eleven this year, beam or seven and ten mm-hmm. on the new math that we've got going there for the seventeen game schedule, that's a game that both teams are looking saying we need to win. It's a very winnable game. Both the schedules are or both the uh rosters are pretty even. And so if that's the case, um you gotta find a way to get it done because both those teams are kind of in rebuildish modes. And when usually when you're rebuilding beam, there's a lot of teams that have already been built. And so they're going to have probably a stronger roster than you. And they're going to be, you're going to need a little bit of help to get a win in those games. If you go out and play well, you think you should be able to get it done. So big game for both of those teams, both for urban and Jacksonville. And then for Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, you try to turn that thing around. It's a tough schedule for the Bengals, man. Uh, so there's no doubt about that. First three weeks, uh, tough against the Jags. Okay. You feel decent about that one. What are the Jags going to look like uh, week number six? You're at Detroit. Okay. That's a, that's a decent one. Baltimore on the road, always tough Cleveland at home at the jets after their bye week, Bob, it goes like this. And this is a pretty tough stretch oh, yeah. here for the Bengals. So they have their, their bye week week in week number 10 week 11 they're in vegas 
Week 12, home against the Steelers. 13, against the Chargers at home. 14, home against the Niners. Then in week 15, you travel out to Mile High to face Denver. Your final three games of the season, home against Baltimore, home against Kansas City, on the road in Cleveland. That is about the t- one of the toughest final three-game stretches you can dial up in the NFL. You want to have some of those wins, Bob, if you're going to try to get uh, to the 7-10, and 6-11 and 11 mark. You want some of those wins in the bank before you get to those three bad boys. Oh yeah, whatever you're, whatever you have in the bank at that point, that might end up being your season win total. So you're going to want to make sure that you've got that thing down and got it tightened up. And you, know, you think about it, they've got a couple of West Coast trips there. Vegas, Denver isn't all the way out there, but you're still traveling a couple of time zones. You're going to be playing at altitude, uh, December 19th, so could be a little bit rough there. I'm trying to look the Bengal or yeah, that's right, the, the prime time game against Jacksonville, their only prime time yeah. game. Uh, being, but you know what? It's early in the season. Hopefully, both those guys will be playing pretty well. And I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to start from day one. Uh, you know, I, I believe we. I think I heard Lindsey Patterson say that Trevor Lawrence will start Week One, but not before. Not Trevor Lawrence. Joe Burrow will yeah, start Week yeah, One. Yeah, she but told us that before. yesterday. Yep. Yeah. So I think that was yesterday. So yeah, I'm glad you cleared that up. I'm like, when did we didn't have her on today? When did she say <laughs> I that? know they all kind of run together. Um, but I'm like, yeah. So he won't start before, so he should hopefully be ready to go, and everything will be kosher. But that's their big game, uh, right there. And if you know they're playing well for some reason, maybe a game gets flexed. If that uh, that Cleveland game at the end of the season, let's say Cincinnati's close to 500, and Cleveland has a chance to somehow get home field or something like that, I could see that maybe even getting flexed. So who knows? Maybe they'll get another one in there. Uh, but it's a big year for Zach Taylor because they, they have to show progress, yep. man. They've got to find a way to get yep. some wins. The offense has to look competent, and they have to show that they can protect their young quarterback. Well, the biggest thing with the Bengals this year, like you mentioned, it's the year of progress. Now that you know Joe Burrow's a dude, now that you know that he's a guy, it's all about progressing and being able to protect him and growing from last year and making sure that he doesn't get killed again. I mean, that's Zach Taylor's number one goal down there in Cincinnati Absolutely it is, but a tough, tough finishing stretch their season, no doubt. Last night uh, in Orlando, crew go down 2-0 to Toronto in the Trillium Cup. No good, crew uh, very bad offensively. Lucas Elrond can't do it all. They're going to need some goals to pop up from somewhere else. Reds and Indians both get it done in 10 innings. Try beat the Cubs 2-1. Reds push four through in the 10th to beat the Pirates 5-1. So a decent little night here in Ohio aside from the crew. That was no good last night. Michael Bradley, Josie Altador scoring the goals and they are villains here in Columbus and that absolutely stunk to see there's another Buckeye in the transfer portal where is he going and why did he choose to leave get into that coming up next morning juice right here on the fan from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center This report is sponsored by Marks. We do have some delays out there today. I-70 westbound between State Route 158 and State Route 310. An accident is reported. There's a crash on the ramp from I-70 eastbound to I-71 southbound. And traffic is a little slow because of an accident on State Route 161 westbound at New Albany Road. Unused prescription opioid pain medications can spell trouble. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find the drug take-back options, such as medicine drop boxes. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I'm Heather Pascoe for 97.1, the fan traffic. Rising, grinding, and hitting the fairway by 930? Hang on, did Bieber write this? Now back to Morning Juice on the fan. Morning Juice. 
Right here on the fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. right here on a Thursday edition of the program. It is 822 on a Thursday. It is time to play That's What He Said. General, what is the winner of That's What He Said going to receive today? They're going to get a one-hour free-range shooting session at Shoot Point Blank, equivalent of $35 in value beam. They've got two wonderful locations, one in Grove City, one off 23 in uh, Lewis Center. So you know what? Check them out. They do a great job up there. What is the question, B? 614-821-9710. That's the phone number. Answer the question right. Get this in to our great producer, Mark the Shark, and you'll be the w- winner of the one-hour shooting session at Shoot Point Blank. Today's question for That's What He Said is this. We learned that some sort of mode of transport slowed down traffic today here in Columbus, Ohio. What was that mode of transport. 614-821-9710. That's the number. Get it into Shark, and you'll be the winner of the Shoot Point Blank gift card. Another player for Ohio State is currently in the transfer portal, Bob. So the portal is bustling, I mean, with all of these this different kind of activity. So Ohio State secondary, its depth has taken another hit. Tyreek Johnson has entered the transfer portal, Bob. He came into Ohio State as one of the top cornerbacks in the country, and it just hasn't really panned out for Tyreek Johnson. He committed in 2017. He comes in, hadn't found a way to get on the field during his time at Ohio State. He began to make progress after a disappointing start to his career through two seasons and the six foot 190 pound Jacksonville native was beginning to make plays and practice in the fall and during the most recent spring practice sessions, including one practice which he had two pass breakups. Kerry Combs said this, Tyreek, what he does well is he plays very hard every day in practice. He studies the opponent, he prepares himself to play, and he will do that this week. Obviously, he'll be prepared to go on out there and play to hold up the standard of the unit. I think anytime you lose good players, it's going to affect you. Tyreek Johnson officially in the transfer portal Bob, all of these questions surrounding Ohio State secondary for this year, it gets a little deeper because now he is going to be taking his talents elsewhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough blow. I mean, he hadn't really played a whole lot, but he provided good depth. I thought this would kind of be a, a big year for him where he could get on the field a lot more and probably play you know, 30 to 40% of the defensive snaps and be a good rotational piece. Maybe he didn't feel like that was going to be the case. Maybe he wanted a bigger role. Uh, maybe he didn't feel like he was being developed. I know Kerry Combs does a fantastic job of developing corners, so it's it's a blow to the depth of Ohio State in a position group where they've been they've gotten a little shallow, man. You've got yeah. two guys coming off injuries here, one fairly significant, um, and so and Cameron Brown with his Achilles. So hopefully they'll be uh, those guys will be ready to go him in seven. But you still have to have four or five viable corners that you can throw out there. And I think that they were counting on Tyreek to be one of those guys. Yeah, there's no doubt. So seven banks, right? I mean, have high expectations for him. I was just telling you yesterday how Todd McShay had him at number 14 in his mock draft for 2022. Cam Brown, like what you mentioned, uh, unbelievable work ethic out of that guy. We know Kerry Combs loves him, but at the same time, it'll be realistic about him coming off of injury. Where you look now at the depth, uh, we talk a lot you know, about Lathan Ransom and what he was going to do this upcoming season for the Buckeyes saw him kind of peaking last year. And that's a great sign. Uh, Legend Cavazos is a guy to keep your name yeah. out for Bob. Uh, Ja'Kalen Johnson, who comes in as a true freshman, Jordan Hancock, Denzel Burke. Remember Demario McCall. He made the switch to cornerback from the running back position as well. Ryan Watts making a strong impression in the spring game. First possession. Remember that? I mean, we got Jack Miller slinging the ball all over the field. And then uh, right when they get down into the red zone, Ryan Watts making a nice play. 
play. You know, it's not it's not the biggest thing in the world, but at the same time, you want to talk about a position at Ohio State that is, I'm not going to say bare bones when it comes to the cupboard, but is already having questions about it. Now you lo- lose a big-time veteran presence in that room. It's just unfortunate for him, man, uh, that he could never really see the field. He just played 77 snaps in an Ohio State uniform, Bob, and 50 of those games, uh, 50 of those snaps, excuse me, came against Rutger. Uh, so he made eight total tackles over the past two seasons. But, you know, anytime you lose a player of that caliber comes in, doesn't necessarily pan out the way that you want, uh, it sucks. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Oh, no, it's it's terrible. And that's, I wouldn't say terrible. Like, if he goes somewhere else and plays, you know what, I hope he has success and can hopefully fulfill his dreams of playing in the NFL. That's great. Um, you know, he got caught behind some really good players here early in his career. Uh, last year was kind of a crazy year with COVID and everything that happened, but I thought this would be an opportunity for him to get going this year. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy. This is what the portal gives you. If you can transfer and play immediately and you know what, and this is something being where it may work out for everybody, you know, like Ohio state, they freed up a scholarship spot. Maybe there's someone else they can bring in, you know, I don't, they're not like Alabama and somehow sign 30 guys every class where you can only have 85 scholarships. <laughs> right. Like, if you, Here's what I want you to do. I want you to sit down with Meredith sometime mm-hmm. and be like, if they offer 30, bring in 30 guys a year and they can only have 85 scholarships, how after four years do they not have 120 scholarships? I mean, you may have some attrition where guys leave, but we're talking 120 to 85. That's a lot of that's. I mean, I can do. We're thirty five. I was going to say yeah. that's that's a lot of players, right? So I, there. Want, I want Meredith to try to figure out. Maybe there's some variable that I'm not factoring into that equation, or you know, the, the transitive property beam. You know, there's some different things in there that she could probably clear up for us. Um, but maybe you know, but give him the ability, maybe bring in someone else, and maybe he he just needs a fresh start, a place where he can go, maybe get on the field a little bit more, and that'll help you know build his experience. Probably not going to be one of the top two corners this year. I thought could have been the third, but mm-hmm. obviously Ryan Watts started playing well. They liked what Legend Cavallos did last year. And so as you see those two guys, you start looking around like, okay, maybe the writing's on the wall. I'm going to have a tough time beating those dudes out. And so that's why I said, like, if he's not going to play here, I, I wish him the best other places. I just hope those guys all develop and it ends up working out for everyone. Yeah, speaking of the math to Alabama, you got any more brain busters for me? I mean, that's basically what that is. I don't know how they continue to do it down there, but they do. So we'll follow along where uh, he is going, Tyreek Johnson, again, in the transfer portal. Speaking of that, Bob, at Ohio State secondary, who are you watching out for? I mean, some of these young guys that you're hearing about, who's who, who are the potential guys who could step up this fall for the Buckeyes? Uh, looking at, uh, you mentioned Legend Cavallos. I think yeah. he's going to be pretty good. I think they like him. Good young player. Um, got a little nicked up at the end of uh, spring ball, so didn't get a chance to see him in the spring game, which was disappointing. Uh, but I like Legend a lot. think he's going to be very good. Um, Court Williams, like him. He goes by the, he had the nickname Jailhouse. Ooh, because, I love yeah, that. Gen exactly. Pop Jailhouse? Basically, because, and I told him this when he, you know, I was when I was talking to him on his recruiting visit, and you know, he's going to probably end up playing a lot of that bullet position. I'll, I'll lump that in like as a, a safety position, like hybrid safety linebacker. I mean, he's got a thick neck, dude. I'm like, Ooh. bro, you're, you're uh, 17 years old. I'm like, human beings grow to the size of their head and neck for the most part. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you see like a, a baby deer running around like giraffe. They got like these long legs. Like, man, that, eventually they put it all together and they look normal. It's like, you know, it's no different than human beings. I'm like, bro, you got like a super thick neck. Schlegs finally grew into his neck. A hundred percent. I'm like, you weigh like a buck, nine, a buck eight, 90 right now, 95. And he was, maybe he was 200 pounds. I'm like, you're fair. 
Hell, I think he was 210. What am I saying? He was fairly muscled up. And I'm like, dude, if you're this at 17, I'm here to tell you that you're going to be 220 in two years. Like, And he like, looked at me. I'm, I'm just being real, man. I've seen a lot of dudes like Schlegs, not quite as much, mm-hmm. but to a certain extent, a little bit lesser. I love watching dudes, too. And so mm-hmm. you can cut that for you, Shark, just like Schlegs. <laughs> and I'm, I've seen a lot of guys. I've seen a lot of dudes. Mm-hmm. Seen a lot of dudes develop. Dude expert. See, Dude expert, seen some dudes that have been growing. And so I know how that looks when these guys come in and I'm like, yep, you've got a big frame. You like to work out. Your body just loves to just pack on muscle. There's certain people being that that's not the case. I've been around people like no matter how much you lift, you're going to have to do a lot of things and probably take some supplements and maybe some things that might be banned by the U.S. government to be able to get. Get the prescription from Bob Baffert. Exactly. Bob Baffert. He'll feed you that special hay. That, uh, that you really need to get large. But that's what, that's what takes some people. There's other guys that they like walk into the weight room and lift for like 20 minutes. Like, my goodness, man. Like just muscles stacking on top of muscles. And that, my man Court Williams, aka Jailhouse, that's what he's got going on. So I'm excited to see what he can do. I think he can be a really good player. Smart guy, tough kid. Um, so really, really excited for those two young, young pups. And then also Ryan Watts. I yeah. Mean, Dude's my height, 6'2", 6'3", playing corner. It's great down the field. The only question is, can you be quick enough off the line? Can you have sink your hips enough to, to transition? And he's got all those all those abilities. And so if you have that, now it's just going to come down to being a function of being disciplined in your technique and knowing what to do. And so I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch him as well. Yeah, I am too. Lee from Groveport is the winner of our Shoot Point Blank gift card. The answer today is that's what he said. What slowed down traffic today earlier in Columbus General? What motor vehicle did that? Well, beam nothing, nothing else than a scooter. Yeah. And why wouldn't someone be driving a scooter on some inter, on one of the interstates in Columbus? Seems logical. Six o'clock in the morning, a little bit dark. Maybe people are tired coming into work. First Friday, hungover. Yeah, get on a scooter. Maybe you end up getting hit. Yeah. Perfect. Con- Sounds con- real safe. <laughs> Congratulations from Lee from Groveport. Scooter on the highway. That yeah. was our answer. We'll check in with our good friend Hayden Grove of Cleveland.com. We'll talk some brownies with him coming up next. Morning juice right here on the fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. We do have traffic slow on I-71 southbound between I-670 and Main Street and an accident on Orange Road east of South Old State Road. When you're ready to buy a new home and want a mortgage lender who can help you plan with certainty, Rocket can. Need a lender who can help you understand all of your mortgage options, get personalized loan options, closing costs, and tax estimates all in real time? Rocket can. Rocket Mortgage. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Pour some donuts in a bowl and get on with it. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Here on this Thursday edition of the program right now, going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, checking with our man from Cleveland.com, Hayden Grove. Hayden, happy Thursday, bud. What's going on? Happy Thursday, fellas. How are you? Oh, we're pretty good, man. Can't complain at all. Nice little day for you yesterday. Tribe, get it done at home. Walk-off win. Saw you were enjoying a uh, a nice, beautiful day at the ballpark, Hayden. Why don't you go in-depth with us? Because I saw on a Instagram video yesterday, you almost got clobbered by a foul ball. Got to pay attention out there, man. Yeah. Well, no, I, I like to give you know the people of Instagram and Twitter a good view of the stadium. Just show them where they're not. And, uh, 
if they're not around, I got to, you know, give them a nice view. And I'm in the middle of doing that. And I turn, turn to my left. And I think it was Wilson Contreras <laughs> smacks a foul ball over uh, the right field, uh, over to the right field side where I was and almost, almost hit me it was directly in the face. So um, certainly it was, it was a little scary, but I mean, nothing crazy. It, it didn't hit me. And uh, it was just funny that kind of my video kind of like, all of a sudden, it was like it was like panning to the right, and then I just like dropped my phone, like "Oh crap!" <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that is amazing. Tribe get it done yesterday against the Cubbies. Nice little walk off win by the Tribe. So, Hayden, uh, obviously, story storyline of the day: NFL schedule release yesterday. Brownies starting off the season at Kansas City Arrowhead, four twenty-five games. Certainly, that's going to be uh, the big time CBS game. Romo and Nance going to be in attendance for that one. You know, that could be big, obviously, with the Browns and the way that they're roster is constructed this year what were some of your biggest takeaways from the schedule schedule release yesterday man um yeah obviously the you know the chiefs game that's going to be a big one to start the season out i mean i would have i would have thought it would have been a monday night game but apparently the cbs has the rights and they probably had the first pick and they probably said well chiefs browns you know a good rematch of last year's afc divisional game browns we were in it to the end and uh I think when you look at what the Browns did this offseason, I mean, they kind of were preparing for Patrick Mahomes. They, they beefed up the secondary. They got some faster players in there. Um, so that's exactly what they've kind of prepared for this whole offseason is to play a team like the Chiefs. So it'll be fun to, a fun week one game. And then for the rest of it, I mean, honestly, the games away are kind of tough. They have, some, they have a little bit of a tougher schedule away. I mean, a lot of their um, – a lot of their primetime games are away, and uh, you know the, the Christmas Day game against Green Bay is away, and uh, they have a Monday night game away. So it's uh, it's it's not it's. I think at home they're going to be just fine. So I still think their schedule is favorable, but um, it's just interesting that most of their kind of bigger opponents will be on the road. We're talking to Hayden Grove of Cleveland.com here on the Bryant Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, and Hayden. You know, our, our guy Schlegs, who used to be on the show with us, you know, he was a yeah. lover of all things genealogy and family history. And so he, we <laughs> sent him the show sheet beforehand. He yeah. found out you were going to be on, and he wanted to know if you were potentially related to Alex Grove, the former Scottish rugby player. Mm. Uh, he played as a center, previously played for the under-18, under-19, under-20, part of Scotland's A's, victorious IRB National Cup team in 2009, I mean, the dude was just a legend over there running around. Would you have any roots or ties potentially to an Alex Grove? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe somewhere way deep in the back, maybe. But I love that you're keeping. The, I'm, I love that you're keeping the genealogical spirit alive. And uh, and you know what? Maybe now I'll have to go do some research. Actually, my dad is a super. He's my dad of the Grove name is a super. You know, into the ancestry and and whatnot. So. I mean, he is of Welsh kind of English descent, Ooh. so there might there there might be some sort of something back there. You never know. Perfect. The, the the follow up to this too, and I didn't think this was really a possibility, but he wanted to know if you may have been related to Grover Cleveland. Mm, yes, of course. No. So being in Cleveland and being a Grove, no, I was not related to Grover Cleveland. Okay. But <laughs> um, but it, but it, but it does make a lot of sense being that the Cleveland last name and the Grover first name. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I thought there was a chance. I told him probably very remote, but he, he insisted that I ask anyway. What do you make, uh, Hayden, of the, the little bit of the scheduling anomaly? I believe it's 12 and 14. I think the Browns have one of the last bye weeks, week 13 this year, which is crazy late since they have a 17-game schedule now. But you're at Baltimore, bye week, then playing Baltimore. First game, I believe, is a Sunday night. The next one, I could even potentially see getting flexed, but... 
Do you think Browns fans, the players, coaches, happy about that situation? Ravens as well? I mean, playing the same team for the Browns literally in back-to-back games just with a week off in between. So I don't think the Ravens are happy because obviously they're going to have to play the Browns, then they play the Steelers, and they play the Browns again. <laughs> and I don't, and I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll be happy that the Browns get to uh, get to have a bye week before playing them again. So I think if you're the Browns, I think you are happy. I think if you're the Browns, it's kind of a win-win situation. Okay, you lose the first one, you have a bye week to get ready for the next one. If you're the if you're the Ravens, you lose the first one, you got to play Pittsburgh the next week, and then you got to go play the Browns again. So I think if I'm a Ravens coach, personnel, whatever, I, I'd be a little more. Um, tiffed if I were them because again I think the Browns are in a good situation there regardless I don't think if if I would bet my money on any of this anything this season I would bet that the Browns win one of those two games I mean just because of the bye week and maybe again if the Browns can sneak the first one past if they can win that one maybe they'll win both and then you're really talking about uh, good things for the Browns in the AFC North Division so I think for the Browns it's favorable I think for the Ravens not so much I mean, it's unbelievable to think, you know, where you were a couple of years ago, uh, Hayden, with this team playing only one primetime game, that being against the New York Jets, the Browns break the winning streak, or the losing streak, excuse me. I mean, the Bud Light fridges over the city open up, you know, and the, we just get, you know, unlocking of uh, of the gold around the city of Cleveland. Now you look at this team, they've got three primetime games. That first week against Kansas City is basically a primetime game. You got the Packers game, of course, on Christmas Day. Everybody's going to be glued to their TV set for that one. Uh, just, you know, the, the job that Andrew Barry has done constructing this roster, man, top end for the Browns, what do you think it is this year? I mean, if they're humming top, along, top end, yeah, top end top results, at, yeah, at the end of the season, what do you think it is? Man, I mean, if they really, I, you know, the, the, listen, the talent is there. Offensively, the talent is there. Defensively, they've added so much. The talent is there to go you know, 14 and three. I mean, I think that's, I think that's pretty much the top end. I would say more along the lines of 12 and five. I mean, yes, last year they went 11 and five and they didn't have half the defense that they have this year. So I could see them going 14 and three. If again, if everything works out and, you know, we all know that NFL seasons are typically not perfect and, Mm -hmm. and things happen and, and players get hurt and, you know, players underperform. So, I would say, you know, I'd say 14-3 could be their upper. I mean, I don't foresee them going undefeated, and I don't see them foresee, I don't foresee them going, you know, 16-1. But I think, again, I think they could, they could really, you know, make some noise. And 14-3 and isn't out of the realm of possibility for the first time in my lifetime. Well, for the first time in everyone's lifetime, because they've played 17 games, so <laughs> right, I haven't right, figured right. out how to I get the match. I meant more, I, I I meant more so the three losses, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I had to completely understand understand the math. Having to recalibrate schedule NFL schedule math is going to be atrocious yeah, this tough. year. No oh. one's going to enjoy it. Uh, Hayden, before no. we let you go, last one here uh, for me real quick is, you looked at this Brown schedule, were there any particular road trips that, that were very intriguing to you, whether it was from a matchup or just a location that maybe Cleveland hasn't been in a while? Yeah, L.A. is intriguing um, just because, you know, it's, it's they don't go out there often, and Justin Herbert's obviously one of the better young quarterbacks and, and is going to have, a you know, probably a, a spotlight on him this year. Um, other than that, I mean, like I said, a lot of their away games are, are the prime time ones. I mean, you look at the Green Bay game, you look at the Chiefs game, um, you look at the uh, – you look at the uh, – the Ravens game will be away. I mean, a lot of their, you know, better games, I mean, they play the, they play the Patriots on the road. I mean, not that the Patriots are going to be anything special, but I mean, again, it's just kind of the name recognition and going to Lamb or going to, uh, going out there to Foxborough. I mean, I'm, I was there the last time they were there on a cold rainy day in October and they got, you know, they they fumbled the ball in what three consecutive plays. So, 
Um, going to New England is never easy. So I think, again, I think a lot of just the away matchups are, are difficult to begin with. And then I look at the one, the, the Minnesota game, week four. Um, Kevin Stefanski, you know, going back to his roots in Minnesota. Uh, always good to have a good hometown story. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. Buddy, always appreciate the time. We always enjoy chatting with you. Keep your head on a swivel for these Indians games. Make sure to not get clobbered by a foul ball, and we'll talk to you soon, all right? <laughs> Thanks so much, yeah, and I'll be sure to, I'll be sure to message Slagle on Twitter and uh, yes. try, to, try, to, try to come up with some, uh, some Grove names that he, can, uh, that he can look up. Absolutely, buddy. Always appreciate it. <laughs> enjoy the day. There he goes, our man, Hayden Grove of Cleveland.com. He was, of course, joining us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. We'll wrap things up on a Thursday. Coming up next, Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. This report is sponsored by Sweet Pete. We do have an accident on Harrisburg Pike northbound at Frank Road. And slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller-Kelton and the 71 East split. Sweet Pete, the all-purpose. Composted mulch is organically formulated to nourish root growth, beautify landscapes, and naturally balance soil chemistry. One product, so many uses. If your soil is alive, your plants will thrive. Find a neighborhood store at SweetPeteOhio.com. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Attack and dominate your alarm clock. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Wrapping things up here on a Thursday edition of the program. Today's fan poll is brought to you by our friends over at Riker Kia. And today's fan poll at 971thefan.com or on Twitter at 971thefan is this. Do you think the Columbus crew will nix their rebranding plan? Now, before I give you my answer on that and before the general shares his, they put out a statement yesterday, and this was from uh, D and Jimmy Haslam, Whitney and J.W. Johnson, and Dr. Pete Edwards. They released a statement saying this about the rebrand. He said, we have consistently appreciated, respective, respected, and embraced our supporters. We value their passion and loyalty to the crew and clearly this process was not aligned with how we intend to operate the feedback from representatives of the nordeca was not elevated and discussed at the appropriate level or incorporated enough into our process we have been and will continue to be committed and excited about investing in the crew its players and our fan experience so that we best represent the columbus community our dedication to winning championships taking great care of our fans and giving back to the community will remain our steadfast focus at the same time we will turn our focus to creating stu- substantive and meaningful dialogue with the nordeca on moving forward together to me bob you put out this statement you acknowledge that maybe it didn't go the best way possible it actually went the worst way humanly imaginable well, it uh, could have been worse they could have stormed the stadium and tried to burn it down well that's true i guess you could have pulled a manchester united you know and uh, just go to the stadiums and have the glazers out and do everything i mean we know our insur- insurrection his pal, Project Pat Murphy, big Manchester United fan who incited that uh, over in England just a couple of weeks ago. I mean, he could have been leading the march, you know, on the Columbus crew. I did see our man Pat Murphy. Uh, he did tweet after last night's game in which they lost 2-0 to Toronto. Basically say, like, I have heard the owners are going to get in touch with the Nordeca. So it leads me back to our fan poll. Again, Bob, do you believe that the Columbus crew will nix their rebranding plan? To that, I say, yes, they will. I don't think that they will. I think it may be tweaked. I don't think it's going to be a full Knicks. I don't think they're going to walk this thing all the way back. I can't I can't imagine them doing that. But I can't imagine them getting some input and saying, hey, what are some elements you guys like of the old stuff? We'll try to include that in here. This is what we're going to do. We want to talk to you, have some dialogue, 
and like you said, get it to the right people who are making yeah. the decisions, and then they can kind of do this together. But I don't think it's going to be something where it's a full-on backpedal to where they were before. Yeah, I just, you know, again, look at this situation, and this has been boiling now for, what, five days' time. This was released on Sunday that they were going to do that, and they officially changed it over on Monday. It's just so watered down, man. It's unneeded. You had something that was so unique to you and Columbus, and you continue to do this, and you'll see this in MLS with Don Garber in charge, as we like to call him on our podcast, Bone and Beam United, which T-Bone and I are recording today, so that'll be put out later this afternoon. Uh, If you want to listen to that, as we like to call him, on that show, Dong Arbor, uh, they have just watered this down, and they they just try to Euro- Europeanize you know soccer so much here. And Columbus SC, it's got no juice, man. It's the ultimate juice vampire. You had something so special here, uh, you know, with the history that you made, MLS Cup champs, and then you want to lay that on your fan base. I'm glad to see uh, that the I ownership got a belly full of white dog poop beam. And you're going to drop this crap on me? Exactly. That's exactly what it was. And it's just so watered down and so non-unique. And you already had something perfect. But it's so European. And I thought that's where where all the enlightened and evolved people go. Is that not accurate? Yeah, sure. Why not, right? I mean, Everything's better in Europe, right? Right. Yeah, exactly, Bob. I mean, you got everything going over there for you, which is nice, I guess. But you continue to do this. It's absolutely unbelievable. And I'll be thrilled uh, to see what changes they do make, where they go from here. You know, you want to add that logo that you had as a secondary logo? That's fine. But the, uh, I just don't know, getting rid of the, getting rid of the crew name, it was just, I don't know, not, not, not a thing that you should do as ownership. And it looks like they're going to learn from, from what has happened. And we'll see the process that does turn out here as we move forward this season. General had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again tomorrow on a Friday? You good with that? Oh, big Friday show beam. Super pumped. Absolutely. All right. Everybody have a great day. Uncle Bo and James, they will steer the way until noon we'll be back live tomorrow morning at six everybody have a good one talk to you then morning juice right here on the fan from the atlas butler plumbing services traffic center this report is sponsored by indeed.com things are clearing up pretty nicely on the area roads but you will still find a little slow spot on i-70 westbound between miller kelton and the 71 east split with indeed instant match you can accelerate the hiring process just sponsor a job and you'll get a list of quality candidates whose resumes on indeed match your job description fast hiring no speeding tickets visit indeed.com slash credit i'm heather pasco for 97.1 the fan traffic